Ladies and gentlemen, I hold in my hand the September issue of Backpacker Magazine. And we here at the Trail Show have been notified by our legal team, led by our crack accountants, Brian, Buck 30 Tansman, of a small legal victory that we would like to share with you. You may recall a few months ago that we issued a cease and desist letter to Liz Snorkel Thomas to immediately stop publishing her Ask a Thru-Hiker column and Backpacker due to its clear copyright infringement on our ongoing Ask a Hiker segment. Ladies and gentlemen, we here at the Trail Show commend Backpacker Magazine and Liz Snorkel Thomas for handling our cease and desist request promptly and professionally by removing Liz Snorkel Thomas's article from Backpacker Magazine indefinitely. And with that, Disco, I would like to ask you to start the show. You're tuned to the Trail Show. Get on the trail! We're talking about dirt, mud, blood, and guts. It's the Trail Show. Bam! Ah! Featuring Lawton Disco Grinter. What the hell are you two doing, Mike? Felicia P.O.D. Hermosillo. What are you girls doing up here? Mike Dilo DiLorenzo. Yeah! Junaid Special 41. Daoud. I don't think you need to tell them, but it pop if you got some of them little brandy on the little nub nub or something or something. And now, broadcasting live from Boulder, Colorado, it's the Trail Show. <laughs> oh boy, coming to you live from the Bobby Walter Studio in Boulder, Colorado's historic beer district. It is the Trail Show. We are live once again on the back patio of Mike DiLorenzo's Stronghold. The Trail Show is a monthly mashup of all things trail and has been downloaded over half a million times in 80 countries across the globe. We are heard worldwide on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and at thetrailshow.com. All right, let's jump right in and set the table. What are we serving up for this month's show? We got some great trail news. We are, we've got Trail of the Month with a celebrity, a TV reality show celebrity, actually. Ooh. Uh, we have lots of trips to talk about, and uh, our, you know our standard trail tip. We've got lots of mailbag, right, Dilo? So much mailbag. I it's mean, crazy. I'm telling you, the post lady was here like six times this week with bags of mail that she had to she had to use a dolly <laughs> to get the bags of mail from her truck to the house. Man, it was insane. Where, where did you store it all? Uh, it's it's downstairs. The shed. Yeah, it's, it's okay. downstairs in the shed. Uh, we have our trail media, which is going to be fantastic. We have our Ask a Hiker. Hooray for us. Don't Snorkel's we, not here. It, it, don't we have Ask a She-Hiker also? We do have an Ask a She-Hiker question. A long lost finally. segment. A <laughs> long lost segment. Which gets revived, you know. Yeah, for yeah. sure. It comes back every now and it again. It does. Yeah. It does. Um, I think it's just that women are smarter, so they don't have as many questions. Okay. Um, just kidding. Just kidding. We also have <laughs> Special Time with Special by listener request. By request. People want to get to know you better. They want to lift the veil, so Ooh. to speak. Get beyond let, that Bill let's Cosby. Let's hope they voice. like what they see. <laughs> <laughs> We're bringing back the gear review. That's right. Did it ever leave? Well, it's, it's been intermittent. It's like Ask a Shiker. Or iTunes Top 5 or Trailline. Yeah. A lot yeah. of our seg- segments are somewhat in- intermittent. Yeah, they come and go. Well, yeah. you know, I mean, it's sort of a pick and choose, right? I mean, we don't have to do every segment That's yeah. every right. show. Yeah. 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 With that, we should get into uh, my favorite segment. 
Mike DiLorenzo's Beer of the Month. Okay, Mike, take it away. Yeah, tonight, I'm not really sure what we're drinking. Back to you. <laughs> Wait a minute, what? <laughs> this seems to right. happen every month. I know. I wish if I were to, if I had the time to buy the beer, I might be able to comment more on what we're drinking tonight. But I think we are drinking a mixed 12-pack from Sierra Nevada. We are. That's correct. Yep. I happen to have in my koozie right here a hoppy lager. Oh, very yep. good. Yep, this hoppy lager is quite delicious. Uh, it's hoppy, and it's uh, not too hoppy because it's got some lager blood in it. So I enjoy that. I've got the 11.5 degree Plato, which is a session IPA, mm. coming in at 4.5% ABV. Uh, IBUs are undetermined. But, uh, you know, it's a session beer. Are, are so they undetermined because they're off the charts? Because it's not on the label. Oh. <laughs> we also have uh, Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, which is their flagship beer. And we have the, uh, what has been known as P.O.D.'s favorite, the... Ooh, what's that? The Nooner the Pilsner. Nooner. That's what Ooh. I've got right shout, here. Shout out to uh, our, our good friend in, in Mexico, Mr. Swami. Yeah, who doesn't like the Nooner? Come yeah, on. Everybody loves it's the Nooner. It's, it's, no. pretty, it's pretty tasty. We I'm, also I'm have... Enjoying it. Oh. We also have two other beers that we're going to drink, yeah. drink tonight. We've yes. got a big, fat farmhouse uh, Tank, ale Tank from Seven. Tank 7 out of Kansas yeah. City. And compliments right. of uh, special, we have the Monabrea Blonde Premium Lager from Italia. And we're all going to uh, pour that uh, little 12-ounce beer into some very tiny glasses so we can <laughs> all sample it. Yeah, it's just, a, it's just a new beer we're putting on the menu at my restaurant, so I thought I'd grab one and try it out. Yeah. Do you want me to read the back here? It's in Italian. Oh, that'd be fantastic. No, I can't. I'll tell you what. We, the lighting really is dark. tricky. Yeah. yeah. We do need to give thanks and praise to one Craig Gully for donating the money that purchased tonight's That's beer. Right. Fantastic. So Gully, brah. This is a first. Craig Gully contacted me and was like, I, I don't I don't feel like shipping beer, you know? So he said, what if I just... Well, we've never had anyone actually ship us beer. I mean, we've had llamas well, and that's camels. Well, that's what I meant. He said he yeah. didn't have any llamas, so he couldn't get us any beer. And so okay. he I mean, said... you can rent meals. It's, yeah, it's, true. it's not big So deal. he said, how about I just send you some, some cash and then uh, you guys can buy the beer. So that's what we did. And uh, thanks to Craig Gully, a.k.a. Sky Gazer. Not, not to be confused with Sky Geezer. Or Sky God. Sky God. <laughs> if you're listening, Sky God, we need you to command the mortals on the earth and save us from <laughs> t- eternal damnation. <laughs> what about Meat Gazer? Not to be confused with Meat Gazer either. That's now, an interesting that's hiker. That's my friend that Matt guy. G. But, um, the Meat Gazer. Yeah, that was one of his trail names. Oh, okay. Anyway, what so was yeah. Craig, what was Craig Gully's? Trail name again? Sky Gazer, spelled S K Y G Z R. Ooh, wow. that, that's like hip hop, you know? Yeah. Or tech. I mean, they like to drop. I think he's too. an that's astrophysicist, right. hence the name. Craig uh, Gully. He's an egghead like so me. So, Craig, Craig Gully's in the hip hop industry. Nerd power. That's correct. Yeah. A tip of the trail show cap to Mr. Craig Gully. That's right. What a guy. <laughs> what a guy. <laughs> what a guy. Okay. With that, we should Thanks, get. Thanks, Craig. Yeah, we should uh, we should get right in with. Whoa, let me whack some tubes here first, and then here we go. There it is. And special with a special news break. Special, take it away. All right, so we do have a few interesting items this month. Uh, first up, we're going to talk about the Blue Cut Fire. Uh, this is a fire that destroyed uh, 105 homes in Cajon Pass area and 213 other buildings. 
Um, there was quite the to-do uh, because the fire came very, very close to uh, the McDonald's, the famed McDonald's there. And, of course, you know, the, the McDonald's is a kind of a minor thing compared to all of these people whose homes and businesses have been lost. Of course, um, McDonald's, you know, would be able to put up the money if they needed to to, to rebuild. Yeah. Some of these other people, they're coming back to nothing. So not to make light of the seriousness of that, but in the trail community, kind of a legendary McDonald's, there was a little bit of angst of what's going to happen to the... To, you know. The sign got totally toasted, uh, but the building stayed intact, um, and so pe- yeah. people will still be able to go in and uh, destroy the dollar menu. And get their 90 McNuggets? Yeah. No, you mean 27 McDoubles. 27 McDoubles. I think For I the think next 27 segment. McDoubles it is. <laughs> you know, I, I think that's actually a new thing that we're going to talk about in a little while here is just... The uh, the longevity of McDonald's food in the backcountry is opening up new possibilities right. to resupply. In special, I heard the entire town of Wrightwood, which is a PCT trail town, was also evacuated. That is correct. Yeah, really? there was a mandatory evacuation. Uh, it, it, there was there was a lot of people. I, I believe it was ten thousand people uh, in the area that that were under mandatory evacuation. So, uh, and it was a, it, the some of the people involved with fighting the fire were commenting that it was. One of the fastest growing. I mean, it went from like just nothing to suddenly this massive fire. To, I mean, in no time. So it apparently the combination of a lot of dry tinder, uh, very high temperature, uh, some winds, um, and it just it raced right up that uh, that valley and and really did some damage. And so. it it's still cooking, right? Yeah, it 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 is still going. Um, the latest containment was I. Oh, where was it? Was it like forty? It was. Yeah, it was pretty it's up low. Up to forty it was, now. Yeah, it was, it was not so. large at all. I think I looked yesterday, the day before, and it was twenty six percent contained. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 still going. Still yeah. a big deal. Uh, let's see. Next up on the uh, the trail news, there were a couple of guys. You know, and I feel like this falls into the, uh, the recurring category of idiots and wildlife. <laughs> Right. Oh, not another one. Yeah, of these. I mean, like oh. you know, people are like, "Oh, the poor baby bison. Let's put it in our car." There were two of these guys. They posted a video of themselves uh, feeding a bear. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> b- by hand, just feeding a bear. Like, hi, hey, hey, hi, Yogi, and and handing it over. Some- yeah. So I I got excited when I first saw the uh, the headline for this because it said. Two men feed bear, pay the price, right? <laughs> so I, I'm yeah. expecting some carnage, you know? Right. right. Or at least like a well-deserved, like, Loss uh, of hand, pooping right? of yeah. pants as the bear, like, snaps at him and they, like, barely escape with their fingers intact. Like, I was... No, they just ended up having to both pay a, like, three less than $400, like, $380 fine. Ridiculous. Like, $385 fine, so... Wow. Can you believe that? That's a slap Nothing. on the wrist. I mean... That they might even consider that like money well spent. They're like, oh, remember that time? And we totally made the news. They're YouTube famous. Those idiots were talking about on the trail show. <laughs> I'm sorry, was Bill Cosby there? Wait a minute, did I just... <laughs> Bill Cosby is everywhere. He's, om- <laughs> He's he everywhere. Is, <laughs> he is o- o- omni-evil. Omnipresent. Th- th- that was interesting. Lesson there being um, if you feed a bear, uh, g- I guess you only get fined like $400. So. Save up your money before feeding bear, folks. Darwin yeah, is rolling in his grave right now. There's a tip that's right your takeaway right there. 
Yeah. So, okay. So next up, we're going to talk about uh, Japan. Uh, they instituted a new national holiday. Oh, yes. Mountain Day. Mountain yeah. Day. Isn't what? that kind of cool? I that feel like cool. I feel what like the Japanese would. So it's basically yeah. they're just like. I mean, they've got some pretty cool mountains there. They sure so they, do. They, it's it's a day that they're supposed to go and like celebrate their mountains and like nice. recreate in the mountains and, nice. and such. Is it a weekday? I mean, is it a day off work kind of thing? Um, I believe so. Yeah, it's like a. I mean, it's a national holiday. So huh. um, I, I mean, it's Japan. So you know, a day yeah. off might not necessarily be a, a day off. Uh, <laughs> But uh, I, so, <laughs> am I right, ladies? But the the thing is, is I I was thinking about what would this what would this go? How would this go in America? You know, if we had I know another another national holiday, yeah. you know, Mountain Day, like what would happen? People would go to the KOA with their uh, Bud Lights and M eighties. Yep. Well, I think they'd do that, but you'd also get it would be like the biggest search and rescue day of the year, <laughs> right? People would go people would be like trying to go up Long's Peak, yeah. you know, with yeah. like a 24 pack, you know, yeah. and you'd have like idiots trying to like carry carry barbecue equipment like way the heck up into the alpine zone <laughs> can I, and like can trying I to sidetrack I, I feel us like there'd be like really quick arson have you guys seen people in colorado hiking on popular mountains carrying 18 or 24 packs of beer yes. oh yeah Recent, yes. recently yeah. you have yeah because oh, yes. yeah. i haven't seen that for many many years but, i saw that but you I, also haven't been out for many no, years. and I don't, and also, whoa, whoa, also whoa. for many years, for many years, I haven't hiked any popular mountains. I hike trailless thirteeners or go backpacking, so I don't hike summits. But when I lived in the Northeast and I was hiking the four thousand footers, I remember seeing lots of people with eighteen packs of beer, you know, jean shorts, t-shirts, and an eighteen pack of beer on their shoulder. But that still happens. No, I actually haven't seen. I mean, I've been doing a few fourteeners in the yeah. last couple of years, and. Well, the thirteeners. There's never anyone out there, but yeah, I actually haven't seen that. But but those are peaks where people are going up and down in a day. They're not camping. You know what I'm saying? So uh-huh. they're not necessarily the, bringing a case of beer. Some of the front range peaks or peaks that are more accessible, at least from from the front range or along the I-70 area. Yeah, like, though those I feel like you definitely get a higher proportion of those people out mm-hmm. on the trail or or Just maybe curious. in uh maybe in rocky mountain national park you might see that yeah maybe. yeah you definitely see some i don't think i think I because you're in the national park you're probably okay. uh, there's more rules and regulations yeah. so you can't just like walk around with open beers you know i, I would venture to say that blm land probably sees a lot of yeah. of this very thing we're talking about that's true but could that's you, front country could you just whack the vacuum tubes yeah, I, i'm please. sorry I what, what the heck is going on here? Okay. i'm sorry i apologize special I special back to you sir so so i was thinking about that and then and then i i looked it up and there actually is a mountain day in the united states what? that dates back <laughs> yeah what? right is it on april 20th uh <laughs> <laughs> That's a different sort of day. Oh, yeah. That's uh, well, when we all they, just climb higher. So uh, fr- from Wikipedia, the most trusted source in information, um, Mount Day dates back to at least 1838 when students at Mount Hol- Holyoke College. Holyoke. 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 Yeah. Massachusetts um, right there. Headed off to yeah. Mount Holyoke. Smith College declared its Mountain Day in 1877. Oh, yeah. Um, hmm. ju- uh, Juniata? College, sure. Real shit. Uh, established its Mountain Day in 1896, and Williams College um, students have been climbing Mount Greylock, the highest mountain yeah. in Massachusetts, uh, to celebrate Mountain Day since the 1800s. Very wow. nice. Uh, so it, it's kind of like one of those college things more than anything else. There's also an International Mountain Day, uh, which is December 11th. 
uh, and was de designated e by the United Nations General Assembly in 2003. Uh, the General Assembly encouraged the international community to organize events at all levels on that day to highlight the importance of sustainable mountain development. Hmm. So Maybe we should organize something on December day 11th. In, I in like Japan yeah. uh, was actually, in May tw two, 2014, it was announced that they'll be starting uh, to be celebrating it as a public holiday on August 11th in 2016. So they, oh, just they had like a couple of, exactly, yeah. Hmm. So like I, that was the headline was like, oh, they just did it. Right. But they've been talking about it since 2014. They've been like planning for it or like getting geared up or getting geared know, up. Like spreading Des the word. December you know? 11th is a Sunday. Ooh, this we could work. We could plan something. Yeah. Maybe uh, a Mount Falcon? <laughs> yeah, or we could... Uh, <laughs> something that's not too snowy. <laughs> we right. could snowshoe through some boulder open space. Well, we are... Well, and each, each International Mountain Day has a, has a different theme, too. So, oh. Yeah, so, like, it's all... And, again, it's all about, like, the sustainable development. Um, so, like, Is 2010 was uh, minorities, mountain minorities and indigenous people oh. um, and things like that. So... Uh, I don't. I don't know what the next one's theme is yet. We could hike up S Mountain. But in yeah. any case, that's kind of what cool I thought thing. you would do. You would take a group of people up S Mountain in Salida. Yeah, I like with that. eighteen packs of beer. Yeah, because yeah, it's, <laughs> it's Mountain Day. And uh, it's only twenty-four. Yeah. It's got to be a twenty-four well, or thirty pack of beer. It's a short mountain. Do it mountain. right, or just it's don't do it. It's a short mountain. Okay. You don't need it's twenty-four short, beers. It's only four hundred feet of gain. Yeah, four hundred feet of gain. It's not from, the size of the mountain. It's the speed of the drinker. You should know. <laughs> All right. Any other news there, Mr. Special? Uh, yeah. So this is um, ki kind of a contentious thing in the, uh, the, the community. Uh, there is currently a bill that's been introduced um, to open up wilderness areas to mountain bike usage. What? what? Yeah. What? So it's been introduced by Republican senators from Utah, Mike Lee and Orrin Hatch. Uh, Orrin Hatch, you might recognize this name from all sorts of stories um, w where your immediate reaction is, how could anybody be that dumb? Um, <laughs> Whoa, uh, wow, okay. Listen, Orrin Hatch is an idiot, you know. So <laughs> Tell uh, us how you really feel. Let's just put it out there. <laughs> I'm not the only person to think so. The League of Conservation uh, Voters, uh, which is an environmental advocacy group, ranked uh, both of them actually near the bottom of Congress last year in its scorecard. Hmm. So the, these guys have got like a long, in, or in Hatch's his, um, yeah. case in particular, a very long history of being very, very not good about environmental issues. And, uh, and, and remember, Utah is uh, sort of one of the, the battleground areas for this whole like opening up yeah. public lands to like mining and forestry oh, yeah. and like all of these things where they're trying to, trying to get in there with corporate interests to, and private interests to, uh, take them their resources that really belong to all of us. So what's going to happen with the mountain biking bill? What I mean, So what it's are we Senate now? Bill 3205, the Human Power Travel in Wilderness a Areas Act. Okay. Um, and it's sponsored by those, those two fellows, and it's basically going to try to open up um, wilderness areas to mechanized travel. Uh, so in, mm. in the original Wilderness Act, uh, it, it has... Um, you know, rather specific language about mechanical transport being banned. And this has been the case since Lyndon B. Johnson um, 
during 1964. So yeah. it's it's kind of like one of the bedrock tenets of of what makes a wilderness a wilderness. No wheels, no machines, man. no, you know, wheels. Not no just wheels. wheels, no motorized, machines. no mechanized, no machines, yeah. no, machines. So no structures. I can't even take that badass stroller into the wilderness, nope. man. I can't do it. No, I can't do it. And that's why we can't run chainsaws in wilderness areas yeah. when we're doing trail work. Yeah, yeah. I so have a question about this. The, what's his name again? This guy? Warren Hatch. Warren Hatch. Why does what, he care? Yeah, what's his deal? What's his <laughs> angle? Why Why does he care about... See, he's a hardcore mountain biker. He's out there um, tearing it up every weekend. I bet no. you he's never been on a mountain bike no, a day no, in his this life. Is, so the, the, whole, <laughs> the whole thing about this issue is that it's largely seen as sort of a, a, I don't know, a red herring. Like they're trying to get their foot in the door with this ah, open up mechanized yes. transport, you know. Uh, or human-powered travel, as they're trying to term it, mm-hmm. because they're they're basically trying to say, well, mechanized transport, you know, or mechanized travel. Well, that that sounds like motors to us, but you know, we're right. just people out there with just our bodies doing this, you know. So human po- human powered, and I, and I think they're also trying to to sort of take the angle of like. What about like wheelchair people and stuff like that? What about you know? me with my stroller, so, man? Yeah. What about Delo stroller? But it's largely seen as if on the other side of the fence as like, well, you guys are really just uh, you're you're saying you're going to do this, and when and right. when it passes, it's, it's the really going to be sidewalks. exactly like. So just I'm actually to get I'm actually supporting this ugly amendment. Weed. I'm actually supporting this amendment because I think Orrin Hatch is looking out for people like me <laughs> who would like to push my child around <laughs> in the wilderness for extended periods of time in a stroller. That's right. Orrin Hatch is looking out for me. I want to push my nine-month-old son in that stroller that happens to be sitting right behind Disco right there about, you know, 20 miles a day. He would love no. he would love to no. sit in that stroller for 20 miles a day. Just sit there and be and drool. It would be amazing. We well, all know that that's two what miles, I do. Two that's miles what I is your do. max these well, days. Well, that's, that's when we're actually hiking. But if I'm with the younger boy who's just immobile except for the crawling, um, you just know, strap the him sky's in. the limit, P.O.D., the <laughs> sky's the limit. That's why I'm really excited about this bill. And I am voting yay on... You don't get to oh, vote 3205. Yeah. <laughs> okay, there it is. So in any case, yeah, that's that's happening. Uh, so if you have strong, yeah. if you have strong feelings on, on, on the issue, you know, maybe you uh, should call your congressman. Right, or me. Where, yeah, where, is, where is he from? Should, all emails should go to D-Lo. At, at the trail show, with the dash. Where with is the this dash. guy from? Where's this guy from again? This is Utah. These are both. Oh. Both of them are, are from Utah. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. And, and all mountain bikers can send hate mail to special at the trail show dot com. <laughs> we actually do have an email for you. I oh, don't know do you really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. There. Send it all you want because they haven't given me the login information no, yet. It's no, so it's, it's, it's just it just forwards on to your uh, your personally. Oh, <laughs> so we're okay. gonna clog your personal <laughs> inbox with hate mail. From That's the fine. Mountain I've bike. got filters. Okay, very yeah. good. Yeah. I'll check. I'll check it every so often. Yeah. You know, maybe there will be some juicy ones in there. And and, and that special spelled S P E S H U L at the trail show. Now, now I I should say I am not anti mountain bike. Okay. I, I just feel like everything's got a, got a space, you know, and that's uh, right. And and it's not that I don't think that mountain bikers don't have a valid hobby, and you know I get it. Like they want to go and enjoy these areas on their bikes, but. Y- Ultimately, I, I come down on the side of if you want to have a place be a wilderness, if you really want it to be wild, then like a, a, when we as humans go into those places, we have to be as wild human as we kind of can be. And that, that means like no chainsaws, no, no smoking gasoline, you know, no, 
Soap. No motors. That yeah, means no rolling in there no, with a pack know, of horses, man. That's what that inf- means. Boy. Boy. That means I roll in there with 20 horses. That's right. I got 20 horses. 20, I got them all in the tw- backyard tonight. Team. And I take out my 20 horses. I got like six pickup trucks with like trailers and 20 horses behind them. And it's just me. Yeah. And it's just me with 20 horses rolling into the wilderness because I can. I like Because it. the horses are permitted. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. You can have as much shit on the trail in the wilderness areas. That's true. You, you can right right in the middle to... of the water, even yeah. no big deal. Yeah, boy, that's what I'm talking about. Orrin Hatch, my man. That's your boy. <laughs> D'Lo looks so excited. I yeah. think he's actually like <laughs> he's on his. I don't know what he's doing. I don't know what he's doing with that pen. <laughs> just, I think he's composing. I just saw a hatch sign in the hat. window. Yeah. 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 It looks like Bob Dole <laughs> over there with the pen. <laughs> Orrin Hatch, 2000. 18? Yeah. That's right. That's Keep right. it up, Orin. I want my sound effect for this last item here. Last item. Okay. As you may recall, <laughs> there was a, uh, a couple that were trying to hike the Colorado oh, Trail. Yeah. Oh, this was like only period like 1800 stuff, you know? Yeah. And they were like trying to, trying to do it. All right. Well, they stopped. Um, they're, uh, Are they off trail? They're, they're off, off the trail. trail. They're oh. off the trail. Yeah, dude, I had some money riding on. They're that. off the trail, Delo. Yeah. So Ben Jenkins, uh, he says one of the primary reasons we had to stop was the lack of immersion. What does that mean? Uh, he says the trail was incredibly populated with a ton of day hikers. I wonder if that's due to a website that we have talked about in the past. The Colorado Trail dot org. No. Uh, P-M-A-G-S dot C-O-M. I know, but the Colorado Trail is so, so well known. I don't think it has to do with Max. Okay. Just well, check. I mean, I guess they got, they were disappointed because they hoped to find an experience that was, you know. What, did they get stuck Similar in, to like what, if they were back in the old Did they get stuck in Buffalo Creek on a Saturday with all <laughs> those mountain uh, bikers? <laughs> <laughs> yes. But the, the campsites were too populated. Uh, and, and the last few days, like. Um, How far did they get? Uh, in the two weeks that they were out, they, oh, they, 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 made, <laughs> they made 200 miles. Well, that's not bad in two weeks. So almost and, halfway. And, uh, and they felt almost no immersion. I'm sorry, quote unquote, hmm. almost no immersion. We should send them a link to the Idaho Centennial so. Trail. <laughs> <laughs> They're looking for an immersive experience. And they can take their period clothing up to Idaho and... Uh, and see how well, it goes. And, see how it goes. Uh, so another, another element of their... Uh, decision to get off the trail, uh, according to Jenkins, was um, the footwear. Uh, they were using 19th century or, or uh, oh. uh, peri- period um, footwear, and oh the uh, the terrain was just not kind to that equipment. Isn't kinda that the point? I, I kind of thought so, yeah. Ugh. I mean, oh. I... <laughs> you know, there's another interesting I, thing what, about... They didn't have duct tape back then? <laughs> Come on. This story. So... The, I don't. I, I kind of. I've been following this for a couple months now. So they. D- so the idea was to hike the Colorado Trail in 1850s, 1860s clothing and gear. I th- I thought it was kind of ironic that they had a Kickstarter to raise money for said mm. project. Now, if there's anything that is 
not 1850s or 1860s. It's Kickstarter. It's GoFundMe. It's these these websites that help you raise money. Yeah, should these it. guys have been like making this stuff with like uh, they're like uh, at home? Yes. I don't know, man. Sewing it with like I yes. mean, if horse really want to be authentic, you know? Yeah, like horse hair. You mean? Yeah, horse hair. Like making their own thread from horse yeah. hair. Yeah, yeah, man. That's what I'm talking about. Well, well that's the, what I was doing all day today. It's so I ridiculous. Was making some thread I just, out of horse I don't hair. get it. Yeah. So he actually does make some of his own vintage gear. Okay. Oh darn it! Where, do, where do these guys live? <laughs> yeah, where take that. Uh, they're from Boulder County. Why don't we have of them course. on the show tonight, yeah. man? We should have them on the show tonight. Um. So so our PR team actually reached out to them. Yeah. And was unable to get a hold of them. They uh, weren't willing no to go on mic because you know it's not immersion are, enough. Or not eighteen fifties. Well, I could have. You know, they could have camped out in my backyard, man, or you know that sort of thing. This yard's not immersion enough for them. Well, yeah, they, you're right. They, so it's they not. they raised seven thousand dollars on their what? on their go. Dude, fund why do, do you it? need seven thousand dollars to hike five hundred miles? I don't know. If I, I mean, here's the thing: if yeah, you want to, if that. you want to do it like officially eighteen sixties style, yeah, you know, and you got seven grand. Get a Sherpa <laughs> to fly over here get and some carry horses, your shit. Get some and then, horses. And then you can All be right, like yeah. totally authentic. Time and then, out. Time you know, out. Time no, out. Okay, maybe the horses. What would have happened in the 1860s is these people would have had horses. Yeah. Nobody in the 1860s is walking 15 to 20 miles a day. I mean, they, you might walk like 10 miles, but then you get on the horse, right? And then somebody gets off the horse and walks the next 10 miles. When those people were on the Oregon Trail, like my ancestors, and they came out to Colorado on the Oregon Trail back in the you know, late 1700s, those people... Those and, people. And, Here we and, go. Yeah, that was just a whole bunch of non-factual stuff, if anybody's <laughs> listening there. But anyways, they, you know, in all seriousness, the people that came out west in the Oregon Trail, they had horses. And you know what you can take on the Colorado Trail with you? Horses, or even in the wilderness area, you can have horses. So, to my friends who had the seven thousand dollars from Kickstarter, my God, you should have invested in some horses and a little horse training, and then you could have actually done it properly, uh, like people would have in the seventeen sixties or eighteen sixties or whatever it was. I hope they were with carrying some horses, cast iron skillets, horses. Too. I'm wow, sure they were carrying man, cast this, iron this skillets. This is a tough crowd, but they for need those some gentlemen. horses, man. This is horses. Nobody in the eighteen sixties yeah. was hiking twenty miles so, a day. With I mean, canvas tents. I, I'm talking. But in, in reality, I think it was kind of a cool idea. Yeah. It's a cool I mean, idea, like but they were lacking it's, it's the horses. Neat. You know, um, may, I, I just I have to poke fun a little bit at just the like immersion and, right. and like oh, it wasn't authentic because there were people out there. Well, there's a lot I mean, of people you that do? use you know that, that actually there's a lot of people Everywhere. in the backcountry in Colorado. You know? Period. Yeah, what is so. Idaho. Idaho. So I, I feel like if what they're really looking for is is some immersion and they want to do this, they should go hike the PNT or. The Hot Springs Trail, or the Hot Springs, like uh, they should pick one that's just not not so populated, and 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 go for that. And and I think it, if that if that would make them feel like their experience was more authentic, like I think it'd be cool to see somebody actually complete a long trail using. But they like, need old some gear. horses. But I I also don't think it's that likely. But no, for, they should go do the, the Great Divide Trail. Fact that the footwear not, sucked. Yeah, yeah, not without horses. There he goes, ladies and gentlemen. Special just ran out the backyard through the fence. He's gone. Damn, did he really just put a hole in Wait a minute, fence, he's back. Man? Oh, hey, there he is. Dude, why did you run through my fence, man? I got to fix that. Well, I th- you know, you, idle hands, man. I didn't want you to get bored. You've got uh, so many projects. <laughs> we're we're going <laughs> to get right one. into Trail of the Month. This month we're going international. 
again. That's right. We're going to Scotland, the West Highland Way. It's a short, long trail, if you will. I will. Okay. Yeah. Uh, less than 100 miles. And oh, I didn't realize it was that short. It, it is that oh. short. It just so happens that we have been in contact with the significant other of one Liz Snorkel Thomas, who was mentioned briefly at the beginning of the show. Mr. G. Uh, Mr. G. We're going to, Brian Davidson, we're going to Skype him in. G stands for Gorbachev. That's right. And um, we're going to ask him about his stint as a reality TV show star also. <laughs> he was on The Bachelorette, I think. <laughs> oh, was that what it was? Yep. I didn't realize it was well, The ask Bachelor. Him. Skyping Ish. Mr. G. All right. Wild, wild horses. We might even play a prank on him. Hello? Hello, Disco. Mr. G, it is me and P.O.D. from The Trail Show. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you guys? We're doing quite well. We're so super. And again, we apologize for the snafu that happened the other night. And we should let our listeners in and pull back the curtain a little bit. We tried to Skype Mr. G uh, a few nights ago during the actual recording of Show 51, and we had complete internet meltdown. I, I'm, I didn't realize you were going to pull back the, the curtain. I was, I, was gonna, I was ready to pretend it was, it was still Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought about doing that, but you know, once you start building a web of lies, it gets very complicated to keep it all straight. You're going to have to have POD, POD impersonate D-Lo. <laughs> she does a amazing D-Lo impersonation. All you got to do is just start rambling on about things and just never stop talking until someone silences your mic. <laughs> we, we, we won't do that to you, Mr. G. I should introduce you properly for folks that don't know you. Tonight, we have Brian, Mr. G. Davidson, who is a long-distance hiker and... A reality TV show star, and I know I'm going to embarrass you by mentioning this, but you were on the second season of King of the Nerds. Is that correct? That is correct. On TBS, very funny. Did you make it to the end? I, I did. I made it to the final round. I was just not quite nerdy enough uh, to win, oh. but very close. It was, it was a great experience. But I, I, sh- I, should cor- I should correct the record. You called me a long-distance hiker. That's, that's maybe a little bit of a stretch. Yeah, you've done the Colorado Trail, haven't you? I've done the Colorado Trail. I've done a I've done a big chunk of Washington on the PCT. I've got maybe just under a thousand miles on me. But I, I, yeah, I think that's that counts. Now, now I guess we should also mention that you are the significant other of of the Trail Show fifth chair, one Liz Snorkel Thomas. Exactly. Yeah, and I guess if you're comparing miles hiked to to snorkel, then. Yeah, maybe maybe you would be a short distance hiker, but I don't think it's fair to compare Miles hike to snorkel personally. Well, I mean, I compare I compare myself to her all the time, and I usually come up pretty short. So. <laughs> well, but you are short. But, well, that's the yeah, that's the other thing is so you know, I, and this goes back to, to being a nerd is you know I, I identify quite closely with the hobbits, and uh, you know, as, as we know, they're 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 good at you know they they don't like to hike, but they're they're pretty good at doing it when they're forced to. So we got to talk to you tonight about your recent hike of Scotland's West Highland Way, which you did with Snorkel, and you did this hike recently, correct? Yeah, we did it just the last week of July. Uh, We spent first about a week, uh, neither of us had been to Scotland before, so we spent a week just doing regular sightseeing things in the cities, and then we spent, uh, I think it ended up being just about six days 
uh, hiking the West Highland Way, which was just a fan- fantastic time. Uh, it's, you know, as far as long distance trails go, it's a shorter one. Uh, it is, see, I wrote, I wrote this down somewhere. It's, it's 96 <laughs> miles long. Okay. Uh, but we, we, we added a 10 mile section at the very beginning, uh, so that we could really say that we walked from Glasgow, you know, in, like one, one of the largest cities in Scotland to the Highlands. So just so our listeners know, where does the trail officially start and end? So officially, the southern terminus is a, I guess you'd call it a suburb of Glasgow, and it's a little town. It's spelled M-I-L-N-G-A-V-I-E. And so I, I, I knew that it wasn't pronounced the way that, that <laughs> it looked. Right. And I actually, when we landed in, in Scotland, uh, we told the, the customs person, you know, hey, we're going to hike the West Highland Way. He says, oh, where's, where does it start? And, and I say, oh, I think it starts in uh, in Milgay. He's like, oh, it's Milgay. <laughs> Milgay or something. So anyway, it starts, it starts in, in Milgay and it continues. Uh, it, it follows um, basically a lot of old... 17th and 18th century military roads and and cattle droving roads and things like that and it go it goes from the lowlands all the way up and in, into the highlands uh it ends uh in a town called fort william which is sort of known as a well it's, it's a thailand touristy center but it's right at the base of ben nevis which is the tallest mountain in britain which ah, okay. sounds very impressive uh until you realize that it's only about four thousand feet tall oh no kidding uh, What's yeah, the, it's what, uh, what's the prominence on that? Of that? The prominence is about four thousand feet. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, that's that's so a pretty it, significant uh, climb. Yeah, I, I don't I, I can't tell you the exact prominence. Yeah, prominence. but I mean so roughly. It's short, it's short by our standards, but it's a big mountain. It's beautiful. Um, the the West Highland Way doesn't officially go up the mountain, but of course we did, and many people do at the end. Uh, and it it's gorgeous. Now let me ask you a question. At some point, was the accent there ever not funny? <laughs> well, it was. I guess it's only not funny if you really can't understand them, and 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 you know, and you know, you're trying to just order a scotch, and and you're not getting anywhere. No, I mean it's it. It was it was quite it was quite pleasant hearing the accent. Um, Snorkel understood them, I think, better than I did. It you know, the further north you go, it really does become like another language, and you know. If you've ever lived in another country where people aren't speaking English around you, 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 you kind of strain your brain muscles yeah. all the time trying to understand things. And that's what, what it felt like. Well, time. and I, I found this too. You know, Snorkel, she's bilingual, correct? Uh, yeah, more or less. So the deal is, just to nerd out on you, on a, on a fellow nerd, is that bilingual people have a different kind of brain. And um, I have found, even traveling with disco as well, that when we're in uh, places where there's an accent, I often understand people better than he does. But that that could just be because I'm from the Confederacy. That may that may actually have nothing to do right. with well because disco has a funny brain. accent in English anyway. So. <laughs> and, and for the record, we should point out that people in Scotland do speak English, but they speak <laughs> they it with a heavy Scottish accent and. After having spent some time there, Mr. G, could you give us just a little example of, I don't know, uh, maybe a sentence or two 
in your best Scottish brogue. Oh, you, you say you're going to hike the way, are you? You know you can, you, you know you can climb that, can climb the bend from here. Oh my God, I have no idea what you just said. That was awesome. That was supposed to be something about how you can't climb the mountain from here, but <laughs> uh, any any real Scottish person is going to just, you know, toss me out did, right now. So. Did you guys meet any, along the way, were there other people trekking and were they from, were they quite an international collection of people? So there were, there were a lot of uh, foreigners on the trail. There was a lot of people on the trail in general. And I would say a lot of Germans, not very many Americans. Surprisingly, we didn't see very many others. Um, a lot of Scottish people even who were doing the whole thing. But, you know, Europe is so small and people were, people I imagine were just able to sort of hop over and, and do it on like a spring break. Well, summer break. But <laughs> Now, you mentioned that you happened upon a lot of Germans. Did you find the trail crowded? <laughs> That's no a, disco, I did not. That's a terrible joke. I, I should really stop doing that. But <laughs> I, I should point out that I think Germans are the most well-traveled people on the planet. No matter where you go, you will always, especially if it's outdoors, you will always run into Germans. Yeah. Always. Yeah, they're always good company, too. Talk to us real quickly about the infamous rainy weather in Scotland. Is that what you and Snorkel experienced in July so, on the West Highland Way? A little bit. I was really, I was nervous about the weather going in because, well, growing up in Colorado and then living in Southern California now, when I think of rain, I think of it as being this thing that happens for about 15 minutes and is really cold and downpour and miserable. And I just figured it'd be like that all the time in yeah. Scotland. And that's not what it's like. Uh, at least that wasn't my experience. It's, it's not, we had some very nice sunny days, actually. Unfortunately, most of them were before the hike when we were doing touristy things, but um, it's, you know, it can be gray. It can be just kind of wet all day, but you know, I never, I actually, I very rarely even put on a rain jacket. Huh. I use my umbrella occasionally. Um, but yeah, it was, it was fine. Wow. Okay. That's, that's good to hear because I've heard plenty of horror stories about wet weather in Scotland and, how miserable it can be, and you know, et cetera, et cetera. So it's good to hear that that you and Snorkel actually did not have uh, such a miserable weather experience. Is I guess no, I what's possible. What well, now? Now what? What we did have, and this we we had a lot of warning about this, is the midgets. So these oh, are really, yeah. So so there, I've never heard of the term really used before, but they're they're apparently these little tiny mosquitoes. They're sandflies, like gnat sized or noceum yep. size. And they, now to be honest, I would rather put up with midges than a lot of mosquitoes. They don't make that high-pitched, creepy buzzing noise. <laughs> uh, and they, honestly, I mean, they bite you and they itch, but not quite as bad as mosquitoes. But still, especially at night and in the early morning, they can get, they, you know, they'll, they'll attack you. So you bring a bug net. They drank some of your blood is what you're telling us. Yeah. I guess if midges are the only thing you have to worry about, um, that's not too bad, I suppose. No, it's not too bad. So, I mean, look, this this trail, guys, this is, I guarantee you, it's the only long-distance trail that has a whiskey distillery on the trail. Oh. Speaking of which, I was just going to ask you about, um, so the total distance is about 96 miles, give or take, if you want to do some additional front-end, back-end stuff. 
So I was curious. I know that I saw a lot of photos of you guys eating in restaurants or pubs or something. So what is the what is the distance between, you know, resupplies or places to eat? You'll hit at least one place to eat every day. What? Oh, wow. Yeah, this is you, you you can you we didn't you know, we we wild camped. Uh, but you could easily be staying in a hostel or a hotel or something every night um, if you want to spend that kind of money. So like the whiskey distillery, we actually, they opened at 1030 in the morning and we got there just in time for the 11 o'clock tour, which of course included a tasting. Uh, right after that, we went over to a little restaurant right next to the distillery where we had a deep fried Mars bar, Scotland's national dish. <laughs> what? Uh, Okay. It's true. It's, it's a very it's a very touristy dish, and actually they served it to me, and then, and then they were like, "Good luck." <laughs> uh, but uh, and 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 I actually um, oh, I had haggis almost every day. Oh, oh come on! It, please oh, haggis, please explain to our listeners real quickly what haggis haggis is. For, for those of you who have not yet been acquainted with this delicious ambrosia of the gods. Is, is a mixture, it's it's chopped up uh, sheep's lungs and liver and entrails mixed with oatmeal oh. and boiled in a, in the sheep's stomach. And I, to be honest, I don't think that they, they the modern produced haggis, they actually boil in the stomach. That'd be too much work probably. But, uh, you know, both Snorkel and I liked it. She doesn't even like liver. But it, it, they, they serve it in these patties. It's a perfect pick-me-up kind of food. Oh. Um, and... And snorkel, so you know she she's she's a little bit more ambitious than I am uh, when it comes to height. Well, really, when it comes to everything. <laughs> and so, so there are actually two two peaks uh, bins, as they're called in Scot in Scottish mm-hmm. language, um, that she wanted to climb uh, right off the trail, and that I wasn't feeling up to. So I sat in a hotel bar eating haggis for about five hours one afternoon while she oh. went and did that. Oh, oh, Mr. G, why, why, you know, could, I, t- surely, I told you I was up. Surely you could have had fish and chips or something. Had that. <laughs> Haggis. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. Um, let's see. We wanted, you mentioned briefly wild camping and, and I, I, I love that term and I love the, we ran into this term when we were hiking in Spain on the GR11, and what what our listeners should know is that wild camping is nothing more than just camping in the backcountry, but the Europeans call it wild camping. Were there a lot of options for wild camping on the West Highland Way, or, or, or did you really have to kind of be strategic about, you know, stopping at certain places in order to wild camp legally, I suppose? So, so this was actually one of our biggest fears as we were planning because the West Highland Way, because it is, frankly, as I said, you could stay in a hotel every night. It's, it can be a very leisurely trail. We were concerned about that. We were concerned we'd be going a little bit too urban, but it ended up, it ended up being pretty perfect. Um, so there is one of the things that you go by towards the beginning of the trail is Loch Lomond. This is a famous uh, large, it's the, one of the biggest lakes in Scotland, and it's, you know, that's what they uh, wrote the song about, which I'll spare you singing. Um, <laughs> uh, and Loch Lomond is in, it's, it's actually Scotland's first national park. It was only designated in 2002, which is crazy. Wow. About uh, national parks until then. But in order to pre- preserve Loch Lomond, there's a small radius, something like 15 kilometers around Loch Lomond that you can't camp. 
Uh, but okay. besides that, there's this amazing thing called the Scottish Outdoor Access Code, oh. which is it's sort of it's kind of like their version of Leave No Trace. It is it's evolved from ancient Scottish tra- traditions, I guess, but it was actually put into law not long ago. And basically, it says you can legally camp anywhere as long as you don't bother anyone. Uh, like really? in the whole country, in theory, it's more a matter of finding a good space than worrying about legality. Hmm. And so besides that, that point by Loch Lomond, and there's a, there are some designated pay campsites that you can stay in, you know, that are not, not what they would call wild camping in there. Um, yeah, we were, we were able to, we, we stayed just at that one campsite by Loch Lomond that we had to, you know, arrange and everything else was so-called wild camping. Okay. But but that said, uh, you know, it was a little bit tough with because I don't think you know there were a lot of other hikers that we saw who were camping. Um, but I would say that I don't know maybe maybe a third or slightly more than a third of the hikers are going to be wild camping. Many of them are not. So a lot of the materials you might find find out there are not geared for that. Uh, so you have to be prepared to be a little bit more flexible and uh, look at some maps and have a general idea where you might be able to, to do that. I got to ask you this question, and I'm I'm going to get some hate mail for it. But did you notice uh, that any of the European hikers that were not wild camping and in fact were staying at hostels and other places with roofs were actually carrying backpacks that were twice the size of you and snorkels? Uh Maybe even twice the size of me. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Isn't no, that well, a weird phenomenon? But you know, I mean, Americans do that too, just not on not on the CDT or something. Right. But. Right. I know I'm going to get some some angry letters, but you know what? What can you do? I we noticed we've noticed this before. I just was curious if if you two noticed it. So. Talk to me about the uh, the terrain. You mentioned it was a mix of kind of old types of roads and pathways. And I'm curious about, like, are there any trees? And, you know, do you do any sort of climbing at all on a daily basis? There's not a lot of trees. What trees there are, and you'll go through some of them, are conifer plantations that were, you know, are recent as far as things go. They're uh, it's not historic. It's I mean, they're, they're beautiful if you like that kind of stuff, but... Okay. Um, although there are, I mean, the tree cover comes and goes, uh, snorkel mentioned at one point, you know, Hey, I could have maybe brought a hammock, but hmm. as far as the, 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 the other terrain. So, well, it's cool because you, you go from the lowlands to the highlands. You can tell geologically how that happens. Okay. Uh, as you, it's kind of as you, as you pass by the lake, um, there's a small degree of climbing, but nothing significant. You, you, you're mostly going through valleys. Um, as I mentioned, there's a number of nice peaks along the way. Uh, in Scotland, they're called Monroes. Uh, actually, hmm. Monroe, I think, only refers to certain peaks above 1,000 meters. Okay. Uh, like there's a, there's a, but anyway, um, and those, you know, those can all be optionally added in. Uh, a lot of those are going to be cross-country, require more maps and things like that. Um, 
there's a very nice, as you kind of leave the first section and start emerging from the lowlands, you, you climb up a small peak called Conic Hill, which gives you your first great view of Loch Lomond. And then conversely, at, at, the, at kind of towards the end, right before you enter the final stretch, uh, you, you climb what's called the Devil's Staircase, which Ooh. is not nearly as intimidating as it sounds. Oh. Uh, it's, it's kind of... It, it reminded me, the terrain reminded me of, of a little bit of the Colorado Trail where you're just sort of like working your way up the pass. Um, up, and, and that's that's actually, I think, the only the only part of the whole trail that had switchbacks right there. Oh. Uh, and you mentioned going up ben, ben Nevis at the end. Were there other off-trail options or optional side trails to peaks and that kind of thing that um, you could have done or that you did or that other folks were doing? Oh, let's see. Um, I mean, a lot of the peaks, I think there there, there will be short trails that, that go to them that may peter out at some point. Um, and if you're into peak bagging, I mean, that's something that, that you can do the research on and, and get a lot done there, I think. Uh, but there were not a lot of other really prominent trails or alternates kind of around. Now, I got to talk about Ben Nevis, though. So, you know, Ben Nevis, like I said, tallest peak in Britain, very popular, fairly easy access. They actually, so the, the town, Fort William, that we end in, is a big train station. So, mm-hmm. you, you could take a train up there from Glasgow or even London and go climb the mountain if you want to, um, more or less. As you might imagine, it's, it's, it's jam full of people. Mm. Uh, so, what we did... So the, the, the main route up Ben Nevis is called the tourist route. Right. Uh, which is about as exciting as it sounds like. <laughs> and it, it's, a, it's just a huge slog. There's hundreds of people. Uh, it's not even that. Pr- I mean, it's pretty, but it's, it's just a, you know, up and up and up. No place um, to poop. Exactly. So what we did, this is something actually that our guidebook re- recommended, and I, you know, I'll tell you about that later. But um we did a different ascent of Ben Nevis called, I have to double check uh, exactly what it's called. Um, it is the Karnmore Dirg Aret route. Okay. So this is, it's a, it's a, a neighboring peak called the Karnmore Dirg, which I'm mispronouncing. And basically you go up, you go up a little bit of a ways along with a tourist route, but then you split off. You actually descend slightly. You kind of cut across this beautiful valley. And by the way, so as soon as we split off from the tourist route, nobody. We're just awesome. we, we were on our own for the for the rest. You end up cutting across this small stream and essentially just scrambling up a very steep hill, uh, and then traversing this arete past these amazing cliffs off the, what is it, I guess the west face of uh, Ben Nevis. And you just, you, you end up then just climbing it over this giant boulder field and you pop up on the summit, the, on the complete opposite side from everybody else. And we were alone and it ended up being fairly sunny and it was one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. Uh, you know, Snorkel put some, some photos up uh, on her Facebook profile, I know. And then, so then, and then you, you just send the tourist route so you don't, you know, break your neck. But, uh, <laughs> th- that, that was absolutely worth it. How did you and Snorkel actually prepare for the West Highland Way? What, 
what resources did you look into? Guidebooks, maps, internet sites? How did you get ready? So the guidebook that we used, uh, there's actually, we were the only ones I saw using this particular guidebook. There's essentially two of them, I guess. There's the official one, which I don't know what it is. It's the official one, which is one we didn't use. And then this one is just called West Highland Way by Chari Lorem. It's part of the Trailblazers guide. Okay. Uh, and they, they produce, I know they produce a lot of guides for different things in the UK and probably outside of the UK as well. And it has, ex- you know, extensive information on all, just everything. Uh, Snorkel was not a huge fan of the maps in the guide because they're, they're, written, they're written for people like me who don't know maps so well. Okay. Uh, where they, they show you kind of a stylized version of where you're going and point out different buildings and, and they have little annotations. Honestly, they're kind of idiot-proof that way. And it also has a lot of really interesting stuff about flowers and history and all that stuff just built in there. And, it's, you know, it's, it's not a tiny pocket guide, but we carried it in a pocket. I mean, it's, it's, not, it's, not, uh, it's not too hefty. Right. Besides that... There's a website called walkhighlands.co.uk, which uh, we looked at a little. I mean, there's a number of websites, but that's one that, that comes to mind. Gives you some overviews. Um, besides that, honestly, you know, we we probably didn't prepare quite <laughs> as much as we should have. You know, we only brought one bug net and Ooh. forgot to. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dealt. So here's one thing that we were aware of, we didn't want to use, uh, and then that was fine, but something that folks should be aware of. And, and I don't want to give the impression that this is really a country club, take it easy trail, although it, it, it is in some ways. But there are, there's three different companies, I can't tell you tell your names, I don't remember, but there's three different companies who will do baggage transfer services. Wait so, a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Baggage transfer services? What are we at the airport? Is, What's what what are you talking this is, about? This is self service slack packing. Whoa. They will pick up they will pick up every morning and then drop it off at your hotel where you're staying. You know, it wasn't for us, of course, but it's the kind of thing that, you know, if you have an older relative, if you have someone who's less sure about hiking, that kind of thing, it, it can be really reassuring. And and they do the whole trail for like forty five pounds, which is what? That's nothing. Yeah. That's they didn't get loaded every night. <laughs> yeah, and I guess if you're carrying a 100-liter pack from hostel to hostel, <laughs> maybe this type of service would come in handy because that can get kind of heavy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, so, um, so maybe the folks with, we didn't see with the big packs, uh, that's what they were doing. Okay, okay. And, and if you could think of anything, I like to ask this question – What's the strangest thing that happened to you guys out there? Like something bizarre, something weird, something odd, or just something that that was, I don't know, out of your realm of normalcy? I mean, Snorkel and Mr. G hiking together. What's not weird about that? (laughs) Doesn't happen that often. Yeah, that's that's true. That's true. I don't know. This isn't really weird that we did, but it's weird to me that, so I told you, you know, that, that, you know, you come across some place to eat like every day. Well, right. that's true, but that doesn't mean you're like in town exactly every day. There okay. are so many places that you come across that are like, they're labeled like a town on a map and they have, all they are is a hotel just sitting there. And it's like a classy, like 16th century hotel uh, and 17th century or something, you know? 
and mm. they're just there for tourism. <laughs> and I'm sure I you stayed in them every night, right? Well, we went to their bars anyway. Hey, what? <laughs> a, lo- a lot of a lot of the hotels actually they have they have walker walkers bars which are separate from the rest. Ah, so they keep uh, yeah, keep the riffraff. Keep the riffraff separate. <laughs> hey, what's the? Uh, I meant to ask you this: Is there a specific season for this trail? Are there some cutoffs? Do at some point it becomes too terrible? Uh, we were probably right in the middle, super peak time. I would say you're probably, at least according to what I've read, you're probably better off doing it slightly earlier or later. So something like June or August. Okay. I mean, I don't know. The, the weather in Scotland strikes me as, as mild enough that I feel like you probably could do it earlier. I mean, I think the rain would probably get worse. And then, so that's the other thing is towards towards the end too in the highlands you, you, you go near the glencoe valley which uh is very historic and and famous but it's known also because it's a it's a very well known mountaineering spot some of the places and bars we went to had these amazing photos of like ice climbing and stuff going on there so like in the heart of winter it's gonna be dangerous okay and uh i mean some people if you're an ice climber and into that stuff good for you but not me. <laughs> no, I I get that. Mr. G, will you be at the it, gathering in uh, here at the end of September? Unfortunately, I will not be. Oh. September September is my busiest month at uh, work. Of course. Okay. Uh, it, it, it sucks that way. Hey, I was going to say I want to get I want to get Pod's voice on my answering machine. <laughs> <laughs> we can uh, we can make that happen. Don't you worry. You're the only one. <laughs> hey, before we sign off, is there anything else about the West Thailand Way that you want to get out there or that we failed to ask you? Yeah, I I would just, you know, go go do it. Uh, it's a great introduction to hiking in Europe. Okay. And just out of curiosity, is it expensive to hop a flight from California to Scotland? We we were bargain hunting. We ended up getting getting our tickets for just under a thousand dollars each. That's good. Okay. Trip. Okay. Um, but but that was with a little bit of you know creative routing. Uh, but that's that's about what I would expect. Okay, that's fair so. enough. Well, Mr. G, thank you so much for educating all of us about the West Highland Way. All right, you're welcome. <laughs> all right, Mr. Hike G. On, folks. All right, have a good one. You too. All right, thanks. Bye bye. As we head to break, enjoy the song stylings of Clay Jacobson's band, A Long Slow Drift, and his song, The Album. The Trail Show will be back in a moment. a glass the trail show is back you are listening to the trail show and we are heard on itunes stitcher and google play that break music you just heard was from show 49's idaho centennial trail guest woodward aka clay jacobson check out all of his music available at soundcloud.com slash a long slow drift 
All uh, right. And that ambient noise you hear in the background is not Clay Jacobson. It's actually various ambulances, police cars, Euro <laughs> sirens, and other things that are going on in the city of Boulder this evening. I That's think right. I heard a raccoon fight going on oh, earlier. Yeah. yeah. I think so. It's okay. Did we go anywhere this past month? Do we have any trips? D-Lo? Yes, like you I went on a trip. trip. I'm gonna, right, my trip is going to be shorter off. than yours. I went on a backpacking trip with two gentlemen, one of them who our listeners may know as the late Paul Magnanti. <laughs> what? That's right. The late Paul Magnanti. I went backpacking with the late Paul Magnanti a couple weeks ago. Now, we did a 27-mile loop hike that I like to do every year. <laughs> what? Yeah. Not you. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I, I skipped it last summer because I don't know why, but I did. But anyways, for whatever reason, the late Paul Magnanti agreed to participate on this hike with me and and myself and another gentleman. And Paul went on this hike. But Paul threw a curveball our way. What? And he said, Mike, look at this pass. Look at this pass on these maps. If we could make it up to that pass, then we could make it down the other side, and then we could go down through this valley and wind up right at our famed camp spot, but not do it on any trails. And I said, Mags, that looks nuts. I don't think we're going to be able to do it. That looks so freaking steep. I think we're just going to die. And that's (laughs) actually what I was thinking going into this hike, but... We actually pulled it off. Really? Yeah. Now, it was, I'd say it was class three plus. There was one (laughs) stretch where we needed to down climb, you know, so it was like we needed to climb backwards down this, and that was the safe way to do it. But um, we we, we found our way up to this pass, um, and we found a series of of green ramps that took us up to the pass. Actually, it wasn't ramps. ramps are so cool. It wasn't green ramps that took us up to the pass. It was just like a series of really steep green lawns that took us up there. So, like, really steep. Like, if you stood up, you might fall backwards and tumble to your death (laughs) steep. I love it. But it was grass, so it wasn't too scary. So we made it up to the pass, ate some lunch, and then we started to pick our way down. And picking our way down was actually much, much harder because there was a lot of grass, but there was also, you know, 15, 20-foot cliffy stretches between the different pieces of grass. And I know you guys know this because this is, this is Disco's experience on the Wind River High Road oh, yeah. from last summer. Oh, yeah. Which he really enjoyed, <laughs> as I recall. Loved it. Loved it. Every <laughs> and minute. So, so, you know, Mags, myself, and Markham, who were the three of us were on this trail, we, we did all right. We picked our way down, and it wasn't that bad. And there was one stretch where we just kind of had to down climb. Um, with you know, facing the rock on the way down, and that was fine. And then we made it to this beautiful lake, um, Paiute Lake, which is you know nobody ever goes there. And we were like, well, why would nobody ever go to this beautiful lake right at the edge of tree line? Well, after our hour break at the lake, we found out why, because it was just awful to go down <laughs> valley from this lake. It's like, oh, we're in the trees now. It's going to be easier. It wasn't. It was actually worse because the series of cliffs continued in the trees, but now you had less visibility. So you had to really, you know, you had less visibility. The route finding was more difficult. Eventually, we kind of continued to work our way around these cliffs, and the going was very slow. And by the time we got to camp, people were very frazzled. And I suggested, let's cook dinner here and then hike on. And that was not what we did. (laughs) Did you have whiskey? 
we did actually have whiskey. Okay, okay. well then yeah. everything wasn't a yeah. total no, loss. No, no, it was it wasn't it was far oh, from oh, a total oh, loss. Okay. It was actually a pretty cool hike. Um, <laughs> I I don't think I would do this route by myself. I think it's too dangerous because if you fall yeah. and you break an ankle, you're not going anywhere, and there ain't nobody coming to see you. So I wouldn't do this by myself. I wouldn't really publicize this route, but if you look at maps, you'll see it. Um, but it's, it was a fun, challenging route. We enjoyed it, and uh, the next day was all trail, and we made really quick time the next day. And it was, and a, it was a great, and great once hike. You, once you've been off trail like that for uh, several hours, and then you get back on trail, oh it's my amazing. God. It was. Trail feels uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like We were so stoked yeah. the next day. We were hiking fast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Once you go off trail, you never go on trail. No. No. no, no, but you, it does. You, you think like how lovely. Yeah, trail I can't wait is. to like, go. Wow, off trail. look yeah. at this. Someone's well, Once you here. go off trail, you appreciate the miseries of Talus and Scree. Mags, yeah. Mags did know someone that has done this route before, which he told us about. So we did okay. know that going into it. We did know oh, that. Okay. That's we did good. know that somebody that we are we have all hiked with had mm. done this hike this route by themselves. So, so you had to so one up him. Yeah. You, you stood on the shoulders of giants as opposed to forging brand new. Terrain. Well, we just kind of like scrambled down. Okay. Um, you yeah. Know. But the the interesting thing was, you know, I, I there was times when we were working our way down these ramps after lunch where I was like, man, I should just jump. Because if I could just, <laughs> I would just, you know, it's wow. like 15 feet. Dilo, I could just please. jump. Maybe I wouldn't break my ankles, but then I'd be down. We need you and for it's future like, shows. It's yeah, like, yeah. what don't, if I just jump? But, you know, it's like that kind of uh, So just as a rule of, of thumb, thumb like any time you, you're standing <laughs> at a place where you could jump and your mind tells you, like, I should just jump. That's that's the time that you want to, like, not listen to yourself. Yeah, yeah. exactly. My and mind, I didn't listen to myself. My but mind I thought has that. never told me that. Oh, yeah. man, I was looking at it. was like 10 feet. I was like, God, I got to scramble down this 10-foot thing. What if I just uh, jump down this 10-foot rock face? Like. I mean, unless bad? you're in an airplane with a parachute, and that's like what you're getting ready to do. Yeah, no, it and, would and it would be that bad. It, You'd hurt your ankles. You'd hurt your ankles. You might break your ankles. Yeah, but I did terrible. think that to myself at a few times. All right, I, wow! Look at you, Dilo. Uh, yeah. It's pretty cool getting out there. <laughs> so I did a trip with absolutely no hiking. <laughs> I went oh, to, let's hear about. Yeah, it. I went to Northern California with one Scott Squatch Harriet. Squatchfilms.com. We've had on the show many a times. Uh, he's told us great stories about the 405 freeway outside L.A., about Gap khakis and, and other things. We didn't get into any of that. We actually, I flew into Reno, and then we drove from Reno up to Northern California because he is shooting a film on the Bigfoot Trail, or about the Bigfoot Trail, I should say, which is kind of interesting because we never actually <laughs> set foot <laughs> on the Bigfoot Trail the five days that we were together. Uh, we, we basically kind of... I think we put about a thousand miles on his car in five days, and I'm not exaggerating. I think it was actually close to a thousand. We drove all over NorCal. Uh, we visited various spots like the Bigfoot Museum in Willow Creek. Oh, that must have been cool. It was interesting. Yeah. If you've ever been to the Roswell Museum in Roswell, New Mexico, it, there were definite similarities. I think it's a very low budget sort of mom and pop operation, but God bless them. There's a lot of. Bigfoot photos and paraphernalia and, and other things that you will see in, in the movie once it comes out. Uh, we also drove up to Side Valley because the BFT oh. and the PCT are one and the same at Side Valley. Walked into the Side Valley store, had a milkshake, uh, saw people eating pancakes. Right on. Um, Were they hikers? 
Yeah, Stay there were PCT hikers wow. in in just the hanging out eating just pancakes. Hanging out eating pancakes. I mean, as you do when you're in the state of Jefferson. Yeah. Drove over to Arcata and interviewed two gals that just finished a BFT through hike, which was pretty cool to talk to them. We actually drove up to find the BFT and, and couldn't find it. Uh, we spent about 30 minutes driving back and forth in this one road intersection area where it was supposed to be, but we just couldn't find it. So I don't know. We also, oddly enough, we went back to a spot that Squatch had an encounter 24 years ago. Oh, the encounter. <laughs> the encounter. I've heard this story a few times, with, actually. With not one, yeah. but actually two Bigfoots. Would that be Big Feet? Was I it Bigfoot know. on Bigfoot action? Um, well, I don't it know. It probably was if there was two of them. I, I mean, mean you'll have to watch you know? the film Squatching to get the full scoop on his encounter. But we went back to the spot where he had the encounter, and we had a drone. So we were flying drones over the area looking for Bigfoot. We didn't find anything. Still pretty cool. We, and then we went Did, and saw... What, was it like all tricked out with like uh, forward-looking infrared and all no, that kind of stuff? No, or we just had an just HD, like little Just an HD camera on there. Okay. Yeah. Didn't see any, any big feet. We, he's he's got to get that infrared, man. The highlight, though, was uh, we were... We, we, so Squatch had his dog, Charlie, with him. Great dog, by the way. And uh, we ended up staying at a couple motels that didn't allow dogs. So Squatch and I would sneak Charlie in and out. And if, if there was video, if there was footage of that going on, running up and down stairwells in, in low-budget low motels, running past the... Uh, the people at the front desk with a dog under a coat, like that'd make for some good footage. Definitely but, some, you know, making of footage, you know. Yeah, he tells me he's going to wrap up filming on the Bigfoot Trail in mid-September, and I think the the film itself will be out early next year. I do want to share one moment though that we had a laugh out loud moment, if you will. Will anyone? Uh, uh, I, I will. See okay, I, perfect. I, I, okay. So, I totally will. On the way back to the airport, we got to talking about radio and audio and podcasting and blah 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 so many of you that aren't 20 years old might have heard of casey Kasem. he hosted america's top 40 he was a radio personality and he hosted that show from 1970 to 2009 wow he's an iconic wow. iconic radio voice and i'm going to play you a little clip that i guess someone in his production room caught and posted so this is casey as you may have never heard him before we're up to our long-distance dedication. And this one is about kids and pets and a situation that we can all understand, whether we have kids or pets or neither. It's from a man in Cincinnati, Ohio, and here's what he writes. Dear Casey, this may seem to be a strange dedication request, but I'm quite sincere, and it'll mean a lot if you play it. Recently, there was a death in our family. He was a little dog named Snuggles, but he was most certainly a part of... Let's go start again. From coming out of the record. Play the record, okay? Please. What? <clears throat> See, when you come out of those up damn numbers, man, it's impossible to make those transitions. And then you got to go into somebody dying. You know, they do this to me all the time. I don't know what the hell they do it for. Damn it, if we can't come out of a slow record, I don't understand it. Is Don on the phone? Okay, I damn concerted effort to come out of a record that isn't a up-tempo record every time I do a damn death dedication. <laughs> now, make it, and I also want to know what happened to the pictures I was supposed to see this week. Just a god last time, I want somebody use his brain to not come out of a record that is, uh, that, that's up-tempo, and I gotta talk about 
Dog dying. <laughs> Ladies and oh gentlemen, Casey Casey. <laughs> that is hilarious. Wow. That is wow. Amazing. Uh, wow. Rest oh, in peace. Man. Casey died a couple years ago. God bless him. Uh, anyway. Wait, why were we talking about Casey Casey? <laughs> <laughs> because on the way back from the Bigfoot Trail that oh. we never actually stepped foot on to the Reno airport, we ended up playing this clip and almost uh, wrecked okay. the car, laughing our asses <laughs> off. P.O.D., did you go anywhere this month? So I went up to Idaho with my friend Kat, and we did some trail work on the Idaho Centennial Trail. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I've done some trail maintenance here and there, but never backpacking in and spending several days um, doing it. So anyway, um, we, were, we, we started in Atlanta, Idaho, which is... Hotlanta. Population like 25 or something. I thought it was 5 million. No, not Atlanta, Idaho. Oh, Atlanta, Georgia is yeah, what I... Yeah. Oh, how could I confuse And we it? also drove through this... On the way up, we drove these kind of... Well, they weren't that sketchy. They were just narrow, these roads. And one of the places was called Rocky Bar, I think. And there was a sign that said population three, but it had movable numbers. So depending <laughs> on the population that day, and there was... Rocky like, Bar. Yeah. There was, we drove by these little cabins, and one of them had this creepy... Uh, was Rocky Bar actually a, a real bar, and, and the number yeah. was just like how many people were uh, sitting at the bar? Well, I think it was... <laughs> I, I, yeah, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, I think that's it's it. It's basically, I think, one like ranch, and then there's some little cabins you can rent, and one of them had this creepy mannequin on the porch of the cabin, and then do the th- other one had Do you think that was one of the three? I hope not. I don't know. Hmm. It was strange. Anyway... So this uh, trail work project was put on by the Idaho Trails Association, and they're working on obviously maintaining lots of trails in Idaho, but I think specifically they're trying to help out with the ICT. And there were six of us total. Kat and I came from Denver. Everybody else was from uh, Boise or I think McCall was the other town. Wichita. And one of the guys... Idaho! This guy, Bruce, turned 69 the first day whoa, of our whoa, whoa. <laughs> Yeah, and he was killing it, man. He was so cute. He, he was this older gentleman, you know, and he had just like a little bit of hair on his head, and he was wearing this fishing hat, and he, we'd be working, and it was hot and stuff, and he'd stop and like take his hat off and wipe his brow with his handkerchief and comb over his little piece of hair and then put his hat back on and just keep slinging the Pulaski. It was pretty impressive. Hardcore. Yeah, He man. had some serious attitude. He did have some attitude. Boom, bam. Nice. And if you go to attitude.com, you'll find a very interesting website. Yes, you will. Right, Dilo? So we hiked in. <laughs> we hiked in not very far. I don't know, like eight miles or something. So the first day we just hiked in, and then we spent two days working up to this pass. And then we spent two days working back down to where we had started from. And this woman, Patty, she's retired Forest Service, and she's spent her whole life doing trail work in Arizona and Idaho, probably other places too. And she kept track of all the work that we did because she had to. And this is what she posted. Oh, you got the numbers. I got the numbers. We cleared 270 drainages, installed 19 new drainages, cut 19 logs that were blocking the trail. Some of those were cut in two places, by the way, you know, because you had to cut them twice to get them What was it, the the old... Two-person saw? We use the crosscut and the silky, depending on the size of the tree. Okay. Uh, 400 feet of tread work, which, again, some of that was both sides of the trail. 2,700 feet of brushing, both Mm. sides of the trail. 
and five boggy sections of trail were drained and armored with rock. Drained? You drained wetlands while you were hiking? Yes, and that part was actually really cool because... Really? How did you drain wetlands? So we hiked through there on the way up, and it was just mucky, like swampy, and the trail was completely overgrown there, and so that was below where we camped, and so when we came back through, we had to first clear out all the brush and everything that was there, and Kat, man, she was an animal during that section. She cleared a whole section by herself. And then there were all these springs, like five different springs along that trail. But because it was overgrown, there was no sun. It was just getting mucked up. So then what we did is we dug out like the pathway that the springs would have followed normally, shoveled out all this muck. And then we had to find giant rocks from around there. And we basically built, you know, basically little pathways for the streams. And then you have to armor it with other little rocks and then throw a bunch of dirt on top of it and... You build these little channels, basically. And hmm. the cool thing was that we did that one day. We went back up to camp. And the next day when we hiked back through that section, it was completely clear. Like, the nice. water was running. Even within a couple hours, the water is running completely clear. Like, you could actually fill up your water bottle there if you wanted to. Could you dip your tin cup in there and you drink could. straight from it? You could. So, that, that was pretty cool. That was... Uh, it was really hard work, I got to say. And um, I don't do well in the heat, so I was really... It was I, hot. It was pretty hot. I, I thought it was pretty hot. I mean, the... Um, but weren't you up north in Idaho in the mountains? I know. And I, I think we were at like seven or 8,000. I think the divide that we were at was at 8,000 or something. It's pretty high. It's pretty high for that latitude. But um, it was chilly at night, which was great for sleeping. But then by noon, I would say, for me, it was hot. It felt really hot to me. You know, I'm sensitive when it comes to that, though. So, in the afternoons, it was hard for me to work, honestly. I would, like, swing the Pulaski, like, four times and then lean on it for about five, five minutes. Take, <laughs> Tell me about take a 15-minute So, how many days were you doing this? Five days. Five days. Yeah, so. so we hiked in the first day. Yeah. And we each had to carry a couple of tools, so that was kind of heavy. But, uh, yeah, we, we basically worked for five days. And, we, you know, we took we took a longer lunch break and what was the food situation like? it was bring your own food b-y-o-f what yes. did you bring i brought a bunch of you know crappy backpacking food in fact i think a couple of the guys were taken aback from the way that i was eating <laughs> because i brought these instant oatmeal packets you know the paper ones like yeah the, yeah and i was just gonna pour water and like just cold water in those in the morning and eat out of the packet you sure know? yeah so that you could get on the trail and start well, working that, quicker that's yeah. right you know, because well, it's easy. And yeah, it's the it's morning, easy. and why would you want to make things hard in the morning? I don't know. Yeah. And then this guy Bruce, who turned sixty nine, he he brought a little f- camping French press, and he's like, "Does anybody want any coffee? I have extra." And I thought, "Oh, just pour it here in my oatmeal packet." So he did, and it was really good. It was great. But oh, this could be a trail tip: oatmeal, yeah, instant coffee directly into the oatmeal packet. It well, was I, delicious. I think I it actually. Know, I think it piggybacks on our boys'. Uh, 27 McDoubles, you lost your yeah. bottle cap. Hey, hey, hey not yet, tip. not yet. Hey, not yet. Backs, uh, just wetting, just yeah. wetting yeah. our listeners' appetite. Okay, very good. Okay, so let me see. I've got, I've got some notes here besides all the amazing work that we did. Oh, and we were in the Sawtooth Wilderness. It was pretty cool. And there was a it giant... Is, that is gorgeous country. <laughs> there was a giant f- fire going on, and it would wow. rain, rain ash on us every night. You wake <laughs> up, and there, your tent's covered in ash. So that was was it smoky? Did you see yeah, any, in the afternoon. See glow at night? No, not really. But it was in the afternoon. Yeah, and so that was the other thing. It was hot, and then it felt hotter, I think, because of the smoke. And yeah, yeah I, I'm, not much, I'm not much use in the afternoon, but Clay is an animal, and he was just 
he, he does not stop. So that was clay of a long, slow drift. Yeah, he was. Uh, he he actually would come back through all the sections that I was clearing and like reclear them because apparently my work was not up to ICT standards. He let Ooh, me know. He told wow. me that. He told me that several times. You yeah. know, I I find that pretty <laughs> interesting awesome. that clay is an animal in terms of trail mm. maintenance because when he and his own boy were here after that show we did a couple weeks ago. Um, I tried to get him and his homeboy to help me dig some holes in the yard. Oh, uh, work and, for a stay. Yeah, and they were just not interested. <laughs> you know, they stepped out and they like, I gave him the Pulaski, I gave him the shovel, I gave him the rock bar. You know, they kind of like so dug it in a little bit and then they just lost interest in about, you know, honestly, well, he, like 10 minutes, Clay was like, no, nah, man, I, can can you go back in and well, make us those pancakes. We need some more pancakes, man. So Clay told me so. he, he thought it was kind of <laughs> odd that when he and Ben woke up, there was actually like a, a rock bar and a Pulaski laying beside the bed, like right where their <laughs> shoes were. And he said that they weren't, those tools were not there when they went to sleep. And he thought maybe you were trying to subtly. No, it was just, a t- it's kind of like the I, tooth I heard fairy. There was, I heard there was also like <laughs> some, fairy. I heard there was some work gloves on top of the toilet as well. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, yeah, that's 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 an interesting technique. It's like the tooth fairy, man. You know, you just wake up and all of a sudden there's, there's this like plastic. forty-five pound iron bar next we, to your bed. We you know, should probably like, get edit this it, out man. so that you know, in case people come and like they end up having to stay here. What, what's the like, bar called? Uh, it's a San Angelo uh, bar. So, <laughs> so Ben Ben woke up with a San Angelo bar under his pillow. And it weighs 45 pounds. He thought it was curious. I, I didn't know what to tell him, D'Lo. I was like, hey, you know, sometimes you spend the night at D'Lo's house, you wake up with a McLeod under your pillow. I don't know. I don't know These what happens. These things happen, man. These things, there's work that has oh, to happen around man. here. <laughs> well, if you want some work done, he's your guy. But he does get paid to do this trail work. Yeah, so yeah. there's that. Hey, man, he had a free roof over his head. Probably night. not enough, though. I mean, it's pretty much like volunteer work. Uh, so let's see here. Oh, we had a raccoon in camp one night. Ooh. Yeah, I woke up at like 2 a.m. and I heard this one guy, Tom, get out of here. Get out. I was like, oh, God, it's a bear. It's going to be here all night. No, it was a raccoon. I saw on the hike out, I saw a big snake, just like a, I don't know, a bull snake or something. I don't know. What, not a poisonous snake. Hmm. And we saw a bear. Nice. Our last day. A juvenile bear. He was Black so bear. cute. Yes. He saw us. We came around this little bend and he saw us and just took off sprinting like Usain Bolt style down the trail. It was pretty impressive. We met a hot springs trail through hiker. No. Yes. This guy, Bernie, super cool guy. He, he, we met him the day we were hiking in and he walked with us for quite a while and just chatted. He said, yeah, being in Idaho now is like, it's like being on another planet. And I said, what do you mean? And he said, well, there's trees here. And I was like, Ooh, that sounds rough. So, you know, the Hot Springs Trail crosses, traverses Nevada. Desert, yeah. yeah. So he was excited about water and trees. Um, that anyway. makes sense. And he's, you know, Zoner, the day that I got to Atlanta, Zoner had just been there like four days yeah. before oh, that. Wow. So I just missed him, which was a bummer. Now, is is this the first year that anybody has actually through hiked to the Hot Springs Trail? Yeah, I think so. So is. did, did uh, Zoner do it first? Zoner's doing it right now. He no, didn't. he's done. He's done. Did, did, oh, did he finish? Did oh, he yeah, get, he did. did he, he get did. the? Uh, he, did he get the, uh, the? Did he actually finish? Because I, well, I, I saw he that he did. Bike. I saw that I, he I did know. like the last uh, hot spring, but then he still had some miles to uh, do. I don't know, man. It seemed like he finished. I don't really know, but I, I know, know that he rode a bike, so he didn't actually walk all of it. 
So as far as I'm concerned, Zoner is just a nobody in my book. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. How dare you? Oh, Zoner's a good guy. How That's dare just a you? joke. Come on, people. How long did the it take to, to drive up there from your house? 14 hours. 14 hours. Did you drive straight two days? No, we camped on the way yeah, in Utah. Yeah. Cool. And on the way back. I went out. Special? So, yeah, it was a great... Special? Wait, hold on. I just want to say that... You're still going? Yes, I'm still going, Dilo. It's like your rants. So there. Yeah, but my rants are never this long. Yeah, they are. We just no, edit them not. out. What's no, that, like what's that dead song about Utah? I went out to Utah in a cave up in the hills. <laughs> I don't know that one. Yeah, yeah, I don't know that either. Friend that of the devil. Friend the of the morning, devil. Oh, yeah. Spent the night in Utah in a cave up in the hills. Didn't get to sleep that night till the morning came around. Said I'll run him, but I take my time. A friend, friend of the, the devil, devil is a friend, friend of mine. If I get home before, before daylight, I just might get some sleep tonight. Wow. Okay. Wow. What? Let me let me whack the tubes here, man. Way off the rails. I don't know if Way any of our listeners noticed, but Disco <laughs> led led that a sing-along. Verse. It was I, not no, me. I, yes, no, you that, led that verse. Dilo, that was I was actually that was struggling for some of the lyrics there, but you <laughs> led you led those lyrics. I knew them, but I had to hear you say them. First, I wasn't so. sure what was happening. I just yeah. went along for the ride. It was a Grateful Dead know. sing-along. I don't know, man. Yeah. It's special. Uh, did you go anywhere this past month? Uh, nothing of note. Just uh, But you're going somewhere Monday. Uh, just quick day hike up here in the Flatirons. That was all I did. But, yes, on Monday, I'm flying out to Oregon, and I'm going to join my special lady friend. Ooh. And we are going to hike. She's hike through hiking the PCT right now, um, which, uh, shameless plug for her blog, uh, Brown Girl on the PCT. <laughs> is, that, <laughs> is that really the yeah. URL? Yeah. Is that .com or .org? .com. Okay. .gov. .gov? Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, she's, uh, she's hiking the PCT, and she is uh, approaching Crater Lake. And I'm going to meet her just a little bit north of Crater Lake. And uh, we'll probably do maybe 150 miles. Wow. Oh, nice, nice. Man. You got, You're out there for a week? Yeah, seven I'll have days? about seven days of hiking, oh, six and a half cool. maybe. Uh, we'll see. Um, hopefully, I'll be able to, to spend like a full seven, but, but it really kind of depends on uh, access points and how well mm. we're really doing. So, mm-hmm. Right. All right. Do you have any hesitation or anxiety about keeping up with someone who's been on trail for a couple months now? Well... Um, <laughs> is that a yes? <laughs> no, I, I think you I'll be see? able. To, I'll be able to do the miles just fine, but they're going to be uh, probably not so much fun the first couple of days. Yeah. You know, it'll, I'll just be like, "Oh man, I am ready to set up camp." Yeah, yeah. And, right. and then in the morning, I'll be like, "Oh man!" But I think after like two <laughs> days, my body will be like, "Oh, we're get doing up, this hiking up stuff morning, again." Like, oh my body yeah. hurts everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know how it is. Like oh, the first yeah. couple of days after like getting. I mean, once you're a through hiker, like your body, I think has this muscle memory Boom, of, bam. of like w- of what's going on, and yeah. but it takes it a couple what's of days on? to like acknowledge it. You know, the first day it's like it's like, oh, we did an intense day hike. That's great. Oh, now we're gonna sleep in it. Wait, that's not a bed. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, where's the alcohol? And then, yeah, and then and then all of a sudden, you know, like after yeah. two two or three days, it, you, you kind of feel your body just go like, okay. Fine, just be nice this time, you know, and then, and then, right. you know, it, it does its thing. So, no, I'm not too worried about doing the miles. Plus, she's also, uh, she's been pushing, like, 30s, so she's... Pushing 30s? Yeah, Ooh. she's been doing, she's been, like, you know, at 30 or a little above or a little below, basically, for, for wow. a little while now. Wow. So, 
she she said she's gonna slow down and uh twenty three is like all she'll make me do. So Nice. Yeah, but yeah, Oregon, so she's gonna be nice. Dude, Oregon's flat. It's exactly. Not, it's not yeah, like, I mean, like you're hiking like the Continental Divide Trail in Colorado, and you're like, yeah. you better do 20 miles, and you're like, oh my god. And and right. I mean, the section that we're gonna be doing is like from starting right there after Crater Lake is basically like flat it's, woodsy yeah. stuff. Yeah. You kind of like it's Cruise. it's really mellow terrain. So you could stop and do yoga. Yeah, that'd yeah. probably be helpful. Yeah. It would be super yeah. cruisy, bro. I mean, I like to stretch. So yeah, yeah. do some stretch. Do you? Downward bro, dog. It's stretching. Yeah, I mean, I need to do it. Otherwise, the, no, the body tightens up. No, I need to do it, up. too. But it feels good. Boring. Real quickly, as a as a little, like, bookend of this deal, P.O.D. and I did a 14er last weekend. And I just oh, mentioned yes. this briefly because yes. we, we were talking to some people on the summit of Tabawatch. And all of a sudden, the guy says, you, you guys sound familiar. <laughs> this is the first time this has ever happened yeah. to me on trail. And, and I looked at him and was like, by chance you listened to the trail show and he's like yes and he was like oh so anyway he told us that uh he's hiking the cdt next year and he recently purchased yogi's cdt handbook and that the trail show is mentioned oh really fr- i didn't know that i Did didn't you? know that either no no i had no idea so apparently he heard of us through yogi's book hmm. and we met him on the summit of Tabawatch. very interesting it was well, pretty cool nice shout out to Chris and Jeff. Jeff. I was, I was actually mountain biking in the wilderness area a couple weeks ago. <laughs> wow, wow. <laughs> and back Love, out please. at the parking lot, <laughs> somebody somebody rolled up to me and said, hey, are you D'Lo? And I said, yeah. He's like, yeah, I know you from the trail show. Actually, it wasn't said, in the wilderness. It was in. It was just north of Golden. But anyways. He said, this, by the way, did this that, really happened. Was that you that passed me on the mountain bike in the wilderness area? And you yeah. said, yeah, yeah. And, he's and, like, and didn't yield to the horse? Yeah, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, oh, yeah, you're the Orrin Hatch supporter. Very awesome. He's like, I love that Orrin Hatch t-shirt you're wearing. I mean, not just a supporter. <laughs> I think uh, actually a campaign uh, volunteer. An organizer. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. All right. Is that it for trips? I think so. I think that so, yeah. took us a while. That's my fault. That's because POD talked wow, for like POD, 30 minutes. That was like a 20-minute. T- it's right here on the show sheet. Oh, my god! POD is going to do a mag-style review it, of her it trip. It does wow, say that she's going to go long there. Right? So that's there. crazy. That's crazy talk. Right there. All right. So we moving on to the next segment. <laughs> I think we've got a call coming in from Tom Brokaw. Yeah, we do. We're <laughs> going really? to tell us about the iTunes Top 5. We got Trail Line again this month. <laughs> no, Two months in a row. No, it's crossed. No, it, wait there's a, a strike through. I, I love Trail Line. <laughs> Oh, you know, so this? we're not doing trail line? I, I don't know. Hold on. Yeah. I, need, I need another beer. I'm not really into trail line either. Let's do, um, let's do iTunes Top 5. <laughs> <laughs> All right. First, uh, we got Georgie cool Dog too, here who says, nice, five stars. Great show. Really enjoy the chicken and coffee bits. I guess, I guess we kind of made a name our, for ourselves doing the various chicken and coffee bits. Okay, Wolverine1967 says... Awesome podcast, five stars. For hikers, by hikers. These guys have done the miles. They're fun and interesting to listen to, and they interview people I would love to talk to. I look forward to every episode. Every uh, okay. episode. Uh, we have Jason Murphy, who says, silly, five stars. The, by the way, this is my favorite of the five. So uh, I'll pay attention then. See, see if you can kind of pick up on the demeanor. All right. Of this one. Okay. okay. All right. Take he notes. says, my wife and I decided to take a break from hard rock and the usual train race recover cycle that has plagued my summer for years to take on a real challenge. 
the Colorado Trail. So I stumbled upon the trail show expecting to, oh, I don't know, learn a little about long-distance hiking. (laughs) (laughs) I've listened to almost all of the episodes, and so far, I've just managed to increase my alcohol consumption (laughs) to my wife's chagrin. That he did. I finally scraped together enough cash to throw down for the gear show, (laughs) one of our bonus shows available at cdbaby.com, and learned all about P.O.D.'s views on children. (laughs) Well, in any case, I've invested too much time to give up now. So thanks for making me feel like part of the community of hikers. I'll have to get the details from Ray and Jenny. Oh, Oh, I like it. I hope one day... (laughs) That's a good place to go if you want real information. (laughs) I I hope one day to actually learn something. Or not. Much love and thanks for a great show. Or not. All right. (laughs) Moving on. We have Ian Whale, who says, beware, five stars. I literally had to pull over while listening to the show. Tears of laughter began obscuring my vision during their sixth episode. Load the show and go. But please, drive safe and always bring a towel. I think that might be reference to the 405 story. Yeah, Yeah. possibly. Okay, and last but not least, we have Glunk. And Glunk says, best darn show on the trail. Five stars. This is the greatest podcast. All the hosts are triple crowners plus. I love the interaction of the hosts. P.U.D., Disco, the late Paul Magnati, and D'Lo. <laughs> they have all... <laughs> they also have some great guests. If you are looking for gear reviews, look elsewhere. This show is about hiking trails and routes. They share their enthusiasm for all things hiking, techniques, trail news, and etiquette. Oh, and lots of great beer reviews. Get on the trail, and don't forget your blue sponge. That's right. God bless you, Glunk. Okay, that's it for uh, iTunes Top 5. Excellent. Oh, and the music just stopped, too. Perfect All time. right, what's All right, I tell you what. Next? Oh, we're going to go. Yeah, it's, we've out been go- of we, order. We've been going for a while. So s- stick around. We've got Out of Order from Northern Sweden on the other side of the break. It's the trail show. Hi, this is Mr. Money Mustache, and I never listen to the trail show. We're back. It's D'Lo, Special, P.O.D., and me, Disco, and you are listening to The Trail Show. Find us always at thetrailshow.com. That song you just heard was some Koya from A Long Slow Drift, some wilderness rock, if you will. I will. Very good. Oh, I will. We got a really cool clip this month from an embedded reporter, a.k.a. Out of Order, who is hiking... All across Europe, and by all across, I mean from the top of Scandinavia to the bottom of Spain. So let's listen to Out of Order. What's up, Trail Show? This is Out of Order. I hope you guys are doing great. I hope Colorado summer is treating you well. You're getting out there. D-Lo, I hope your backyard looks like the Home Improvement Channel rolled through there. I'm sure you got it, got it on point, though, because no one's breaking out 40 pounds of steel and busting rocks with some crazy tool 
who doesn't know what they're doing. Or maybe that's exactly what someone would do if they didn't know what they were doing. I don't know. I'm sure you got it, though. I just wanted to check in, let you know how things are going up here in the middle of northern Scandinavia. I'm in Sweden right now. In the middle, uh, well, not the middle, but the pretty much the very beginning of a long trip from the northernmost point of Europe, a place called Cineroden in Norway, to the southernmost point of Europe, a place called Tarifa in Spain. And I'm about a month in. Um, things are finally working themselves out. My legs, my back, my feet, my shoulders, my lungs, everything is starting to work again. I don't know. I don't know about you guys, but like every time, every time I start a through hike, I feel like total disaster for like the first three weeks <laughs> i don't like to tell people this because they're all like oh you've hiked so much you've hiked oh you did the triple crown you know what you're doing i'm like no man every time the first three weeks are like i'm going back to school i'm just a wreck but uh they're finally starting to come together i crossed my first international border so i feel pretty good i feel pretty good at this point I think uh, overall, it's been amazing. I think you guys would really love it out here. I know there's been some controversy on the trail show about Europe, and I don't know if they're still even letting you guys onto this continent um, or if they would stop you at the border and uh, turn you back. Uh, I know that uh, there's been some very controversial statements like the Europeans are having a lot of fun backpacking. I mean, how how could you? How dare you? Say <laughs> Seriously, the, the gall. But if they are still letting you onto this continent, uh, Scandinavia, man, put it on your list. It is awesome up here. Uh, in the north, the tree line is so low because the latitude is so high that it's just like the whole world is open. You can kind of cross country wherever you want. You can make up your own route. It's so cool. Uh, you can just go wherever. Um, right? Routes, routes, future of through hiking. <laughs> <laughs> nah, there are trails too. Don't worry. There's both. You can do whatever you want because it's just like wide open up here. And you will see very few people. There's almost, I mean, I've gone days without seeing people. Um, it's not crowded whatsoever. And the neat thing is, there's this thing called All Man's Right, which basically says anyone has the right to walk through wild spaces whether it's public uh, land or private land yeah. doesn't matter everyone has the That's right cool. to walk through and camp so um, as long huh. as you're not being a jerk about it you can go anywhere you want D-Lo. so it's just like, like a it. giant playground oh, yeah. up here and it's gorgeous um, it'll just be you and there won't be a person for a mile miles and miles maybe there will be a million mosquitoes but there won't be a person. <laughs> um, so, yeah, put it on your list. Um, and, hey, man, if that dude who is all talking about how there's so many lightweight gear manufacturers in Europe wants to let me know what they are so that if, I, if my equipment breaks down, I can get it replaced without having to take out a mortgage to ship something from the U.S., uh, to get in touch with me man go to my blog at predictivelylost.com there's a contact form fill it out tell me where there's lightweight gear manufacturers in europe because right. i have a feeling that eventually my equipment will break down and i will need help or if anyone wants to check out more about the trip it's all up there at predictivelylost.com 
you can feel free to delete that part uh, if you don't want to plug in there. I'm just happy to say hi. Happy to uh, thank you guys, mostly because uh, every time I listen to a trail show, I feel like I'm connected to that through hiking community, um, even though I might be far, far away from the nearest hiker. It's like you're right there. So thank you guys for the wonderful show and lots of love from over here in the middle of northern Scandinavia. And uh, talk to you guys later. Bye. Very cool. And lots of nice. love to you, Out of Order, from all of us here at the show. You know, that guy sounds like the nicest person ever. Doesn't he? Where's he? Like, yeah. Does the anybody know where he's from? Me. Where is he from? He, his voice his voice sounds so familiar to me. You got to go to predictablylost.com. Yeah. I think I will. I think I will. He seems like he'd be like the most positive person to hike with, you know? He's hiked a lot of yeah. miles. He seems, I don't know. Out of order, really send cool. us send us another clip for next yeah. month's show. We'd love to play it. It'd be I fantastic. Would, yeah. Very love to cool. hear your voice again. <laughs> Whoa. Ah! Oh, my God. Wow, we ah! have a trail tip. Ah! <laughs> trail tip. Uh, and yeah. This month, we're throwing it to POD once again. You want to talk about again? striking lightning? Yeah, Was we that? always throw it to you. The last no. like, four months, we've thrown really? it to you. Yeah. I'm I hogging never, it. I'm sorry, I'm guys. out of trail tips, but you've got tons. Okay, well, you guys come up with one for next week, so. Take it away. I'm not hogging. Oh, we're oh, doing uh, shows oh, I've, I've every got week now. Plenty of oh. trail tips. <laughs> yeah. Um, specials full of trail so tips. So, yeah, my, my trail tip is learn and practice the lightning safe position mm, so yeah. that if you are ever in that situation, which I found myself in just a couple weeks ago, it is second nature and you know what you're doing. So, what happened? Uh, I was going up Grizzly Peak, which is a, a trail is thirteen or and oh, uh, one of Delo's favorites. I'm surprised that's I right on the divide. I right? thought I wasn't. I thought I was going to see you up there, man. It's right on the divide, right? Is it? Or no. there are a couple Grizzly Peaks. Yeah, there's in a couple. Colorado. There's okay. a couple. Which Grizzly Peak? This were one you is on? over by uh, La Plata. So I was going up there, and um, I got up to the ridge, and I looked over to the side, and I was like, "Wow, there's some black." clouds over there on those peaks. Black clouds coming over the mountain. Sing it, bruh. Black clouds coming down the sea. And <laughs> what, what yeah. song is that? That's a, that's a string cheese song called Black Clouds. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, okay. so there were some black clouds and uh, it looked pretty far away, but I had a lot of scrambling to do to get to the peaks yet, and so I thought probably not enough time, but I was starving. Because I hadn't taken a break yet. So I was like, I'm going to sit down, have a quick snack, and then reevaluate. And I was sat down for like six, seven minutes just to readjust my water and blah, blah, blah. Eat a snack. I got up from the rock that I was hiding behind because it was windy. I turned around. I'm passing around a photo you took that we posted on the Trail Show Instagram feed. By the way, we've got more likes on this photo than any photo we've ever posted Check it out, D'Lo, too. This is from the top-ish of yeah. Grizzly Peak. No, that's from the ridge that goes up to Grizzly. Yeah, it was pretty close, though. Pretty I, close to yeah, the top. I was pretty this, close this to is point. where you got pinned down by lightning? Well, I was there when I got up again. Basically, the clouds were just, like, billowing over the the ridge. And I was like, oh, God, it's time to get down. Yeah. The problem is that it's all loose talus and rock right there. So you're trying to get down as quickly as possible, but also not turn your ankle, you know? And, and you don't want to just jump. Well, that wouldn't have helped, really. It wasn't cliffy. It was well, just rocky. You could just rocky. hop. Yeah. Yeah. 
jump like 10 feet down yeah, various exactly. rock ledges. Yeah. So it was, you know, full on hailing and windy. And then parkour, man. The lightning came out and. I mean, it was right overhead. It was really scary, actually. I've never been in that situation before. And now, how did you know it was right overhead? Because I, I it was like flash lightning boom. boom. Yeah. Yeah. Flash that boom. Is, boom. That's pretty scary stuff. And I was on this. And even if I had made it down off the steep scree, it was just willows. So it was just open, you know. Yeah. So it wasn't I, I think that lightning is one of the most terrifying things yeah. that, that you can possibly experience yeah, in the backcountry. Yeah, it was country. pretty yep. crazy. And I just, I threw my poles as far as I could and... Got down into lightning safe position, and I just put my hands over my ears. And and, and correct me if know. I'm wrong, but lightning safe position is basically squatting as if you're a baseball catcher. Yeah. For the most part. And I think you can squat on your backpack, but I just had a little day pack. It wasn't really, you know, yeah. that helpful. But I was just in these rocks, and then even when I did try to get up to move down, I was totally hunched over. And by the time I got down to the willows, my back hurt so bad from, like, trying to crouch and crawl down, but. Crouching yeah. tiger, hidden yeah. dragon. But anyway, it you know, I don't know. A lot of people <laughs> get killed by lightning every year, so it's a good thing to, you know, it's just like the self-arresting thing. You have to practice it and know and be thinking about it, so that when if it ever happens, like you're ready to, ready to do it. Yeah, and I think it's also important to make sure that you know when you're in a situation where it's like, okay, this is something that I might need to, to a yeah. skill I might need to deploy yeah, in a for minute sure. here. Yeah, sure. this, is, this is the place. You know. yeah. So, so I've seen TOD. a lot of places where people go across a snowfield and they've got the ice, ice axe on, on their, their backpack. backpack, and it's like, no, man, this is the spot. This is the yeah. spot. This is where. Yeah. So, so POD, will you demonstrate for our listeners tonight <laughs> how to do the lightning squat? I don't think that that's helpful. You know what? We'll post a link. Yeah. Okay. Onto all of our social media feeds because they probably can't see her. That's correct. All right. Moving on. <laughs> Moving right along. Was that it? Was that your trail tip? That's my tip. Oh God, so loud. It's so <laughs> loud. That's way too loud. Yeah. yeah. Please. Okay. Is, are we done? Jesus. Please yep. turn those levels Can down. Can you do that Good one more Lord. time? No. 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 And, and while we're enjoying Delo's mailbag, yeah. I have some um, treats here. Oh. Compliments of Mr. Woodward. He sent us some. Um, oh, no. what? Idaho candy bars. Oh, really? Now, wait a minute. Are Do these we each get one? No, we share. Are these yeah. energy yeah. bars or are they candy bars? I don't know. Or wait a minute. Are these potato bars? Well, they say Idaho spuds on it them. smells like potatoes. But there's no potato in the ingredients. It's made from coconut. Oh, it looks like a turd. Oh, it does. It's oh. a black it's turd. Oh. Don't, don't most turd. bars sort of have that look to them? What do you think? Oh, Beauty, pass it over here. I want to get a little. They're, they're kind of like, um, like a, hmm. a Malamar. Oh wow! Cookie. Now uh, it's kind of like it's a got a soft inside thing to it. going on here. Okay, let's give this a try. Made from coconut, or there's coconut in it. Coconut. Oh, like this is a candy bar. That's the first <laughs> no ingredient: no. coconut. It's the Idaho Spud Bar from Oahe. Um, yeah, this is. Uh, it's a candy bar. It's good. It's a candy bar. It's from. I'm curious how it would fare. Boise, in the heat. Idaho. Yeah, I'm curious how it would fare in the heat if it would get all melty and I gross. I think it totally melt. You think so? You can learn all about... Oh, it's from the Idaho Candy Company. Oh. If you go to IdahoSpud.com, you can Tasty, learn though. a lot more. They're pretty good. Yeah. I'm I like them. Thanks. H- how many Thanks calories? 240. You know, this reminds me... What are those pink things? That yeah, have coconut? How, many, how many calories are, are in there? My guess was 240. No, no, no. Good product. Yummy. So good. Okay. Yummy. Did uh? Did we have some letters this month? Oh my oh, god! So, so many. many. Yeah. Did but we? we're gonna. We're just gonna read a 
180 a, a calories. Few, a few sets. A few okay. sets of layers. Not bad. Okay, where do, we, where do we begin? At the beginning. Okay, very good. Let's start at the beginning, and then we'll finish at the end. Oh, I, I like love it. that idea. Can we do the middle and the middle, too? Of course. Fantastic oh. idea. Oh, we got a, a letter from um, from Ax- Mr. Axel, Mr. Pat Dixon. Hey, real quick, another shout-out to Craig Gully for yes. these great beers this what evening. A guy. What a Cheers. guy. Yeah. Cheers. Yeah. Craig Gully, what a guy. Here's to Craig Gully. Clink, clink, clink. Okay. Do you want me to read this one? Sure, go for it. Okay, P.O.D. <laughs> 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 Not sure who gets the mailbag, but I'll send this your way. First, Pittsburgh should make for an excellent urban hike. One of the beer stops is the Church Brew Works. Churchbrew.com. Snorka will enjoy it, especially if she were black and gold. Oh, I'm sorry. If she wears black and gold. Oh, yeah. <laughs> black and yellow. Yeah. Um Second, disco is wrong. In Texas, what? we can find all manner of beers in grocery stores, and that has not stopped the thriving craft beer industry. For people like I, who will not settle for a commodity swill, we will patronize purveyors of craft beer where we can find it. Fortunately, in Texas, it is easy to find. Being a libertarian, I believe Texas still has some unreasonable restrictions on craft beer, but the selling of stronger beer in grocery stores has not yielded a monopoly. Free markets. By the way, you can tell Disco I still love him. As a libertarian, I defend his right to be wrong. <laughs> Patrick Dixon. Uh, back at you, Pat. P.O.D., like would you like me to read this next one from Stilts, or would you like to no, read No, I'm going to read it. I okay. made some modifications okay. Okay. to protect some identities. Ooh. This is from Stilts. Good friend of ours from PCT08. This is taken from an email I've truncated. Shout so it out. says, A side note, I waited out a storm at a Trail Angels house on the CDT. The super nice lady there remembered POD, yes, and was like, as a Christian, I can't really trust someone with a name like that. And I said, I think she got that name from doing lots of night hiking. And a really long silence followed. It was a classic moment. Uh, so just she took offense with the trail name Princess of Darkness. That's correct. That's correct. Okay. Mm. Like you were uh, somehow in league with the devil? I guess. I mean, the Prince of Darkness is the devil, right? Yeah, so. Hmm. So I'm the sister or cousin or something? Yeah. I don't know. Does Satan have a wife? I don't know. Okay, uh, me neither. He does. Yeah, he does. And I know this because. Really? Oh in God, the south. Here we go. In the south. Here we go. When it rains and the sun is out, they always say, the devil's beating his wife. <laughs> Do you guys know this saying? Uh, I no. no. Uh-uh. Okay. I well, believe you. Yeah. It, so this, if you go to the south, this is what happens. So be ready. Right. RC Cola, Moon Pies, devil beating his wife. Beauty. Right. Next letter. Uh, we have Ask a Hiker slash She Hiker. Oh, we're, we're getting into oh. that? Uh, no, sure. wait a minute. That's a different segment. Oh, you're all right. You're right. We, you're have, right. To change your, we have to change the music. <laughs> gonna, yeah, right. I got different music for that. You, okay, you can't keep be going with letters. Keep going with letters. That's it. Okay. Oh, that's it? No, we oh. had like we 30 letters. We had 30 well, letters. Don't we, have a, don't we have another letter? There's some bad baloney. Let's do the bad baloney. Okay. I Let's just... Let's, what do we have? Oh! Should I read the bad baloney? <laughs> oh, I, Okay, I think you should because you had the most interaction with this young man. Okay, well, actually, I never actually saw him. Uh, But your wife did, right? 
Yeah, yeah, and I need to talk to her about that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Dear Trail Show. Seven year itch. I admit, over the 4th of July weekend, my friends and I drank some of the beer intended for donation. Whoa, the shameless. I've okay. lain the Grateful Dead concert in Boulder, as well as my patriotism and dedication to celebrating our great nation. And of course, my llama's unquenchable thirst for New England beer. However, your attempts to cast shame are for naught. Let me repeat that, everybody. Your attempts, ours, the trail show. The trail show's attempts to cast shame are for naught. If you accept beer donations from Hiker Trash, be prepared for whatever is left at the bottom of the cooler. Also, POD, let the record show that Disco said, Unfortunately, we are out of trail show hats again. And who knows when this next run will happen. Regardless, after the amount of poop discussion on last month's show, I will wear my thrift store hat signed by the TTS gang with pride. Currently signing that hat as we speak. On my way back through Boulder, I'll bring you some beers and try not to drink half of them. Too bad there isn't any good beer in California. Also, I'm glad I was able to fool <laughs> Miss, Mrs. D'Lo into thinking I was a respectable young lad. And this letter was from Shameless. Oh, Shameless. We are signing a thrift store hat in your honor at this very moment. Shall I describe it for the, Please. For the listeners? Please. Please paint a picture. So, you know, I was trying to find a, a hat that was more or less blank so that we could really do some, some great signing and, and scribbling and whatnot. Uh, but but I didn't really find anything that was mm. crappy enough for what <laughs> I was looking for, you know. <laughs> yeah. um, so I went for the next best thing. I found a uh, it's it's all blue. Um, it's a it's a very it's got nice a, hat. A Velcro. Yeah. That's backing, too nice for this so it's guy. Not like the clip kind or whatever, but yeah. you know it's it's Velcro. So I mean, like whatever. And it's been warm um, before, right? Uh, I mean, it's a thrift store, so I assume so. Okay. Very good. You know, I. I didn't really like check for lice or anything. They it, may it or has, may not have washed uh, it before selling it to the thrift store. <laughs> <you know. laughs> so, but it's it's made by yeah. Ure Sportswear. Okay. It's all blue. Uh, it bears the uh, you know the Colorado Red Sea with the sun yellow in the center. Yeah, the state flag. On the, on Beautiful the hat, band. ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, Beautiful yeah. hat. So. And uh, and and then it says Breckenridge on the uh, <laughs> now. Wait a minute on the left side. Okay, it's a Breckenridge yeah. hat. Yeah. We we might want to cross through that and write. Uh, I don't know. We could just cross out the Brecken and just we ha- could black out Brecken ridge. and just so uh, say Ridge. Okay, that's kind of like traily. Yeah, I like that. We should or modify. I like it. Maybe we should cut some holes for ventilation in that bad boy. No, we, no, 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 no. It's it's, it's okay. lightweight. It's okay. Lightweight. I mean, I think this penis that I'm drawing on it is probably. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I'm just putting a All giant. Right. I'm putting a giant forty-one on the on the bill. I like I, it as you Great. should. So, while he's signing hats and we're passing hats around, do we have any donators this month? Also known as donors. Yes. Yes, what, yes. what do we have? Are, are we done with letters? Do we have any more well, mailbags? Actually, we had a ton more, and I, I don't know where I'm they are. I'm confused. Like, what, what's going on with mailbag this month? That's it. It was, I'm out stopping of, it was the music. off the hook. Mailbag was off the hook, ladies P-O-D. and gentlemen. We're saving them for a You're future You're in charge episode. of mailbag. I put it all on the sheet, and it didn't get printed. 
So I don't know. So we're, we're saving them all for a future episode, which will be just letters from you, our listeners. It might, we might have to do that. Yeah, I think it's a great idea. I think it's a really fun, uh, yeah. fun change of just something out of the ordinary. I like it. Yeah. So send in those letters to yes. pod at thetrailshow.com. And if you send us letters, you will get stickers. That's right. You'll no, get some no, stickers. No, no. Yes, it, you it, can put them on your car, on your hat, on your glasses. You won't be able to see if you put stickers on <laughs> your glasses, but it doesn't matter because you'll be getting stickers. So put a $10 bill in your letter and you'll get disco. Two blood orange IPA stickers. Stickers, yes. You will okay. get stickers. Give oh us money God. and you'll get stickers. Now, who did give us money this past <laughs> month? <laughs> well, I think I have this part correct. Let me just find it here on the shoe. Where oh, is man, it? Oh, man, boy. The rail. Do, do you pass that hat around. That? Ladies and gentlemen, the I rails are coming off here. I found it. Sunset. And, and, and we'll, we'll post a photo of the, uh, the We hat. still have hours to go yeah, tonight. Right. <laughs> hours to go. That's right. Yep. Okay, so Diane Pinkers. Diane Pinkers. Pinkerstein. Has that never been said before? Probably She's not. German now. <laughs> no. That's the Germanic uh, version. Russ yeah. Kinder, who Russ obviously is German. Kinder. Craig Gully, who also what supplied our beer. What a guy. Nice. Justin Quality Knowles. Quality. Quality. Ingrid Gerard. Vermont. David Pitt. Or, or New York. Oh, is, hey, it, is, hey, is, it, is it Gerard hey. or Gerald? Bowl of pasta, I mean, big it could be David Vitti. Uh, Samuel Emery. Hey, Emery. Hey, How you doing? Joshua Bowden. Josh Bowden. Bowden. I said it correctly this That's time. That's correct, Thank yeah. you for the pronunciation help yeah. there. Uh, Gummy Bear Bernard Wolf. Gummy Bear. Gringo Madness. Gringo hey. Madness. North Cascades Hiker. North Cascades Hiker. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby, Bobby I thought Bob- we were going to do one just the, silent. The Bobby Walters. The Bobby Walters. Bobby Walters. All right. Hey, Bobby. Hey. Buddy Sesson. Buddy. He's our buddy from Florida. And Jeffrey Caldwell, who is the person who originally sent us the clip about the Flex Trek 3 billion or whatever. Is that the... Uh, Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is that your backpack? You mean the clip? So that's your backpack, huh? <laughs> You've had it for years and it's it. never let you down. Yeah, your old backpack is good enough, right? Wrong. <laughs> okay, okay, we can't, we cannot go down that road. Oh here. my god! No, no. By the way, speaking of which, I'm gonna tan- I'm gonna pull a dealo here and go off on a tangent. I someone sent us a clip on Facebook of. I think it was Trail Days or something. No, in Pinedale. Was it in Pinedale? Yeah, Wyoming? it was yes. in Pinedale. They had a whip snake. Uh, Olympics or something. Yes, obstacle course. Obstacle and people courses. were running. I was like, this has to happen to all the West. This they had on the 20-foot tall fake backpack and we're like running through obstacle courses in Pinedale, Wyoming. <laughs> that is awesome. Oh, it's amazing, It really man. was. It was so cool. We have to promote this thing. Yeah, we yeah, do. Can, you, can we share that or something? Yeah, yeah I'm going to send it to Snorkel and all good. I need to see that. Oh, you haven't seen it? No. Oh, okay. Do uh, we have any one-offs? Yeah, Dan Thompson. Yo, Dan. Thanks, brah. And uh, Mr. Woodward sent us candy bars and music. Nice. Fantastic. Oh, yeah, Woodward. Clay, thank you. Wish I could have joined you guys on that uh, trail thing, but yeah. uh, not in the cards. Lame. Next year, though, we're talking about... Next year, next we're talking year? about... Next apparently, year? there's a five-mile stretch on the ICT that has like 300 blowdowns or something. <laughs> so, 
We're going to put together a trail show work trip. Just one wow. five-mile stretch with three? Well, I mean, I think it's, it's just one. <laughs> I think there might be a few of those, but uh, what do I Yeah, know? so we're going to put together a, a work trip, and uh, I would like to see some of these folks that do tons of hiking and actually come out and work on the trail. You know, like Snorkel, Trauma, Pepper, Ooh. Nacho, Buck 30, Dirtmonger, Swami, Bobcat. Oh, we're calling people out by That's name, right, ladies and gentlemen. Shit. It's getting Where's real. The love? Where's the love? That's it's getting right. real in here. Hey, and if you guys don't want to do work on the trail, you're more than welcome to come to my house. I have a lot of landscaping projects. I can put you to work for hours <laughs> on end. And he's got the tools. And I can put you up in the backyard, man. I'll turn off the sprinklers so you don't get wet in the morning. It'll be fantastic. You'll wake up with a McLeod under your pillow. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. It's oh. just like the tooth fairy. So, so yeah. I... Which segment are we doing now? <laughs> oh, okay. so. We've got a new special segment here. Oh, wait. Oh, are yes. we doing the special segment? Yes. yes. Do we have oh, some special, special time music? special. Do we have some special music for a special segment? Uh, I, I don't. Okay. Oh, no. Well, the answer is no. Here we go. <laughs> I, guess, I guess that's the special music. <laughs> yeah, we'll, Maybe we'll just, you I, could... I uh, we'll so just have this playing in the background oh, the whole God, time. No. So, just a little... You can just punctuate it every so often. <laughs> Just okay, make me okay. s- it, it'll make me sound really funny. Okay, okay. So just to provide a little groundwork here, a little yeah, we got now background. A letter from a listener. We did, but it's I, I can't find anything. It I, was two hikers you. on I the AT. You. Here it is. This is it. Oh. I, I the the important the important oh. uh, information from this letter is highlighted below on our show sheet here. Oh my god, Dila's prepared. So I'm going to read what we're about Please. to talk about here. So this is by request. I forget who requested it, one uh-huh. of our listeners. Uh, maybe it was Ingrid Gerard. I don't know. Probably wasn't. But this is somebody reached out to us and asked for us to spend some special time with Special, our newest member of the Trail Show. They want to answer questions such as, "What is his hiking background? What's the scariest, weirdest thing that's happened to him on the trail?" Or perhaps just a funny story from time, from his time in the backcountry. Also. And preferably, if this could be delivered in his Bill Cosby voice, oh dear, that would be great. So, now, we are going to turn this over to you, Special. And may I lead off with the first question from our listener, Special. Tell us, what is your hiking background? Uh, so, let's see, my hiking background. Um, well, I grew up uh, doing like a little bit of hiking. It was mainly, uh, you know, with camping and such. It wasn't until I moved to Hawaii for school. Where'd you grow up? Uh, I grew up all over Oregon and Washington. Okay. Yeah, so, uh, but I moved out to Hawaii for school, um, Honolulu. And uh, that was really where I kind of lo- learned to love hiking. I, I did a lot of day hiking because uh, Oahu's pretty small, so there's not really a, a lot of overnight opportunities there at all. Um, not for backpacking, at least. I mean, you can go yeah. camping at the beach parks and such. But, um, but yeah, I uh, I started running up all of the different ridges um, on the town side of the Ko'olau Range, mm. and uh, going up a bunch of different valleys and waterfall hikes and things like that, and really just enjoyed getting out and like you know tromping around. So, uh, it, at some point, uh, my climbing mentor gave me a stack of climbing magazines and such. And uh, there was a National Geographic Adventure magazine in there. Yeah. It had an article about the Triple Crown. And oh. so I, uh, I'd i never heard. I think I'd like sort of heard in passing about something called the the 
Appalachian Trail, hmm. you know. But I had no idea anything about it until I until I read this article. And uh, so, yeah, the, I went from kind of curiosity to obsession to planning. And then in 2006, I was uh, hiking the PCT. And I made it about mm, just uh, about 20 miles north of Snoqualmie Pass before I got shut down by winter. Uh, really? Yeah, I, I, I kind of lost steam going through Oregon and took probably too many zeros and stuff like that. So, hmm. um, But, yeah, I had a, a, a great late-season hike through through Oregon and Washington, but but I, I, I was definitely on the backside and slow. Uh, I think if I'd been uh, about four days faster in southern Oregon, maybe I would have made the border. What about but, that uh, piece between Snoqualmie and the border? Uh, so I went back and finished that in 2007, so the following summer. Ah, okay. And then I went and hiked the entire trail again in 2010. Um, and ah. made it border to border in 2010. Repeat offender. Yeah, exactly. So Cheers to you, mate. Um, <laughs> yeah, all right. I'll drink to that. Yep. Plus, there's beer, so I'll drink to that. I just, I just poured the tank seven, by the way. Excellent. I actually have an idea, and then uh, that we we do a repeat offender show and talk about hiking a trail twice. But that's that's a story for another day. That's continue. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then let's see. Uh, probably the the hike that I'm you know most uh sort of proud of would be uh i i came up with this idea to hike all of the 14ers in colorado oh yeah uh, the 58 14ers um and to do them as a through hike and so i devised a pretty ridiculous route that was ended up being about 1350 miles and uh somewhere around 300 400,000 feet of elevation gain and that's how we heard about you and got you on the show yep yep a couple years ago yeah, so I did that over the course of 72 days in 2013. And, uh, and of course, you know, being a hiker, um, I've got a billion other hikes that I'd like to do. Um, yeah. I, I, I kind of, you know, I, I will eventually, over the next probably six or seven years, uh, finish the Triple Crown. Um, but I've got some other... Uh, have, have you hiked the AT? Not yet, Ooh, no. That's no. going to be a fun one. Have you hiked one. the CDT? <laughs> no, uh-uh. No. Oh, Actually, man. the year that I hiked the that I did the 14ers hike, my my original plan was to hike the CDT that year. But once the idea for the 14ers hike kind of took hold, yeah. I was like because I, I got really excited about it, you know, in the same way that that I kind of felt when I first was planning for the PCT, I felt like, "Oh man, how awesome." Yeah. Oh, it's going to be great, you know. So well, let's move on to the next question from right, our listener, which is special. Could you tell us what your scariest or weirdest thing that's happened to you in the backcountry is? Scariest or weirdest? Well, let's do both. Scariest oh. and weirdest are two entirely different things. Um, so I'll start with weirdest. Yeah. Uh, it was on the 14ers hike. Um, and 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 granted, lots and lots of strange things happen when you're when you're hiking. So there's definitely a, a, yeah, a pool to draw sure. from here. But this one kind of jumps out at me as just being bizarre. So uh, me and my partner on the 14 years hike were were in the town of uh, oh I don't even know if I should say don't say um, it. But it's a mountain town of Colorado, um, uh, Breckenridge. Not a very well known one. Pretty small. And uh, if you know much about the show south park and <laughs> some of the areas to the south of south park yeah then maybe you'll be able to piece together the geography and 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 uh and, and and that's fair you know if you can uh if you can play that game 
Yeah. Um, then then okay. you'll, you'll figure it out. In any case, we're in this town, and and we just taken some showers at at a truck stop, uh, gas station, convenience store thing. They had like a was it one of those spots on the long haul trucker routes where you could like refuel, get a good meal, like take a shower. Is this a fair town? It's. Would, that, you, would you call it? Is it a fair? Yes, town? it's definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Is why it a, can't is you it just a play- say the name of the town? Is it a playful what town? What is this? It's pretty playful. <laughs> okay. Why can't you just no, 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 say no, 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 I've already gone so what, far What are these things? No, no, Who cares? No, so cares. It, uh, in any case, there's this, this gentleman uh, approaches us and, uh, and asks us if we're on the road. Um, what does that mean? On the road again? Like you're, you're I suppose. Uh, yeah, I, I just think, can't I think he thought maybe we were traveling kids, you know. And uh, and we tried to Pack explain to him that we were stuff up and get on the road again, just like that, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I told yeah. You. And he actually sang that a little bit, right? I don't recall him singing, but it's certainly possible. Okay, these things uh, happen. I'm sure it didn't happen, happen, but it's possible. Okay, uh, but it, yeah, maybe it did. No, it didn't. Yeah. Uh, so he says, "Oh, well, if you're on the road, you know, and you need a place to stay, you can stay at my place." And hands me a business card for his painting business, right? Okay. And and we think like, oh, that's nice of this guy. And like we don't really think a whole lot of it. He chats us up. We try to explain to him what we're doing. It mm. doesn't make a whole lot of sense to him, I think, because it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense generally. He like yeah. not, I mean, it wasn't something that it's not something that people do, so, you know. Um anyway, w- we do our business in town. We do some laundry and like, you know, get some shopping done or whatever. And we think all right, well, we should either get a room or, like, you know, call this guy and maybe, like, go stay over at his place. So we man, I'm getting oh. a creepy, I'm getting a creeped out feeling. Oh, right man. Now. So we elect to go ahead and stay at this guy's place. Call him up. He says, Curly. oh, yeah, come on over, Curly. you know. It gives us the address. We cruise over, walk in, and and it's basically, like, You're like, what's my like safe really word? What's my cramped safe with a bunch of different stuff, like, kind of has a bad smell going on and and his house guests are the the place was essentially almost like a halfway house like he had he was himself a maybe not really recovering but maybe trying to sometimes recover (laughs) kind of a more than your friendly drugs kind of drug user right oh Kind kind of a crack house they're nice people don't get me wrong they were like they it was very strange because they were, they were nice, but it was like so creepy, and they were, they were also clearly like out of their minds, and probably had been smoking crack, wow, or, or meth or something like wow, okay, earlier, you know. But at the same time, like this guy's like telling me about his painting business and all these places that he's been painting over the last few months, and he's got like all these painting supplies everywhere. Clearly, guy is a painter, yeah. right? So like. <laughs> You know, <laughs> right? All right. Well, he's a working crackhead. I guess that's good. You know, or functioning, meth, meth or whatever, functioning. Whatever, what's, whatever's going on. So, but the place is crammed full of stuff, and there's like nowhere for us to even be. You know, like we're just sort of sitting there with our backpacks, like right next to us, and like, let alone somewhere to sleep. You know. All right. So then he, you know, it's starting to get a little bit towards that time where it's like, and we're like. You know, because we hang out for about twenty minutes, half an hour, and 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 we're kind of like looking at each other, like, "All right, well, uh, this is kind of weird." And yeah. So he leads us out to his large suburban and tells us we can 
clear out all the stuff in there and <laughs> sleep in there. And and the stuff in there is like painting supplies and oh, man. Paint you get- thinner and like fumy stuff and yeah. like messy stuff. And I'm like, I'm envisioning like my pack covered with paint and everything else. And I'm like, no. Or not, or not like happening. waking up dead from asphyxiation. Or, or yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't know. Or, you know, like brain damage right. or, you know, lowering my IQ by a, a 25% or something. Like w- whatever, bad things, you know. So, oh, well, I've got the side yard. Okay. You know, sure, we'll take the side yard. Yeah. Go out, and he's trying to help us set up our tent, you know, or my shelter, my my tarp. <laughs> and it, it keeps offering. No, no, we're all right. We're all right, you know. Mm-hmm. Finally, he goes back inside. We start to set up the shelter, get it pretty much set up, and start to crawl under there before we realize that there's dog <laughs> everywhere. Oh. Everywhere. And I, I've got it like all over the bottom of my pack it's on my shoes i've been been, like kneeling down and like and and getting my knees and my hands in it and stuff like that (laughs) so i'm like now is this wet or dry uh it's a mixture of like i mean it had been raining a little bit beforehand Ah. so like it was some of it was wet but some of it had definitely been like in a dried state previously so like rehydrated i guess oh rehydrated dog so so me and my (laughs) (laughs) so my my friend and i my friend and i elect to uh to pack up and uh as carefully as i can to like not get more crap everywhere like inside my pack too (laughs) and we we take off and we kind of like quietly jump the fence and just take off we're like we're oh, out oh you, we're out here. You, just, you don't even tell the guy. Oh, no, you just we were roll just, out. We were just, we were just you like, ghosted. It was, it was so, <laughs> it, it, it had gotten so weird, so you awkward, ghosted. so creepy, so You ghosted. <laughs> that we just bailed. You ghosted. And we, and we walked around for a minute thinking like, oh, we'll find some sort of a, a stealth spot, you know? Yeah, yeah. Somebody's and, yard. And it wasn't happening, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, like, we walked around for about 10 minutes, and I was just like, no, let's, we're getting a room. And we we went in and got a room and and got a bunch of uh, cleaning done, and uh, <laughs> and then I walked over to the convenience store and uh, managed to make the guy give me a bunch of ice cream at like a discounted rate because it was all like dented and stuff like that. So nice. So we finagled a, a discount. Of, oh yeah, it didn't really finagle so much as I was like, "What's up with the with this like box of mangled ice cream here?" And he's <laughs> like, "He's like, oh, I was sorting it out earlier. I was just gonna like probably toss it or whatever." I was like. I'll give you like five bucks for it. He's like, all right. <laughs> Discount being ice cream. All right. That was fantastic. Yeah. Would, you, would you mind delivering all of that again in your Bill Cosby voice? <laughs> oh, good Lord. We'll find a sound effect filter and uh, just filter it out through this. What? I, can I can't hear you over all this There's a lot of, it's funny. No. Oh, my God. Were you within eyesight? From the hotel of the house that you ran from. No, uh, no. Okay, uh, it was and, and you didn't run into this guy the next day in town or anything no, like that. No, okay. And, and like God bless him, he was just trying to like he thought that we were like traveling people or something like that. He, like, he road people. He asked you if you're on the road. Yes, I mean like road again. And even though we tried to explain to him and like you know, just I can't wait to get on the road so. again. Yeah, not a, a very nice pack my stuff up and get on. Nonetheless, very again. creepy experience. Now you didn't share that with us when we interviewed you about the fourteen or three. I don't Why? think I've actually shared that story before. <laughs> okay. Uh, in fact, I don't think I was supposed oh to. I think God. Luke and I basically were like, "We're just not. We're gonna never going to talk about this." <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Now, so that would, if that's the weird, 
Is that the weird or the scary story? That's the weird one. Okay, what's the scary one? So this, I don't know about the, but a scary story. Yeah. Well, so one one of the first one of the first really scary <laughs> things that on? ever happened to me on trail was in two thousand six on the PCT. I was crossing, uh, I believe it was Bear Creek. And oh yeah. And, and yeah. I I somehow had Sierra's. like managed to get my feet dry the night before and like woke up and was able to put on like dry socks oh, and so dry nice. shoes. Yeah. Uh. And like if you've hiked in the Sierra, you know that like mm. dry shoes is just an amazing Heavenly. and uncommon thing. And yeah. not going to last. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> I know. Um, but Fleeting. I was bound Fleeting. and determined yeah. to make my shoes like stay dry that day. I was going uh, to stay dry and I wasn't going to let this stupid stream crossing Damn know, this trail. make me get my feet, dr- you know. So <laughs> so I, I, I decide that, uh, that I'm going to, instead of crossing where everybody else that I was with crossed and get my feet wet, I was going to go downstream because the trail kind of turned and sort of paralleled the, the, the river or whatever at that Bear point. Bear Creek. Bear Creek, yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, I was like, all right, well, I'm going to go downstream, find a dry crossing, cross, and then go over to the trail. No problem. Whatever. Uh, I go down and find what yeah. at first appears to be like pretty good spot. It, it's a, a log that goes out a ways and then kind of runs into a couple of rocks. And I would have to do like a couple of quick rock hops that were totally manageable um, so I walk out to just about the end of the log, totally slip right off it, <gasps> go straight into the creek, <gasps> and uh, like I'm, like like submersion. Sp- what like are we talking probably about? Probably up to below the nipples, but above <laughs> bu- but above the navel. You know. <laughs> wow, that is not so, funny. So basically, like I wear my camera on my chest strap. On my uh, sternum strap there, and it, and the water was breaking right at my camera. Ah! So, and also I'm wearing like these pants that are kind of like uh, these easy snap off athletic pants. <laughs> Whoa! Like, hey now! Oh yeah, ladies <laughs> love them. Um, and but they do. Ladies love me, guys <laughs> adore me. Even the ones that na- say they never saw me loved the way that I rocked the mic. It was. Uh, I gotta get these lyrics on pr- my phone before the, I the, say these. The problem things. with these pants was that they they ended up pulling down to my feet Uh-oh. immediately, <gasps> kind of inflating, you know, oh, if no. you will, Filling going with water. down to my feet, and then <laughs> yeah. just getting caught like a sail. Your and MC to, Hammer and trying pants to pull my feet right down, out from yeah. under me. Yeah, oh, basically, uh, yeah. like if uh, if, people uh, have if somebody drowned. had like pantsed MC Hammer yeah. and then tried to like people have yank drowned because of their MC Hammer pants. It's happened. Yeah. But anyway, it tried to suck me down, and I managed to <laughs> fight my way over, and I was absolutely terrified the entire time because I was as alone. My friends were, you know, on the trail, and yeah. like it, I just all I could envision was like going <laughs> under and not being able to get back up. You know. Yeah. So, but I managed to fight my way over and pulled myself up, and <laughs> as soon as I realized I was alive, thought, "Oh crap, my camera!" Um, and my camera right? managed to survive. It was uh, slightly damp on the outside, but that was fantastic. The worst yeah. for I inhaled some beer. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, beauty. Special and and one last one last thing that our um, listener, whose name I never jotted down, would like for you to do is to just repeat all of what you just said in your Bill Cosby <laughs> voice. The entire, well, the I can't, entire. I can't so, do the whole thing again in the Bill Cosby voice, but I tell you that I appreciate you writing the letter and asking a little bit about me, get giving giving old special the opportunity to get to know the 
trail family and the trail show listeners just a little bit better in depth. I have a question for Bill Cosby, actually. Yeah. Why don't you shoot? Uh, Bill, what's your affiliation with Donald Trump? Uh, we're, we're definitely buddies. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, that's it. That, that's it for Bill Cosby. All right, so any other questions? I got a lot of editing yep. to do this month. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. Dilo, <laughs> what's next? Trail media. Okay. Uh, yes. All right, listen, listen. We, we need some we media. Got, no, no, no. We got to go to break first before we get back, <laughs> before we, like, round this thing up. Okay, we've got a few beers to crack. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. The Trail Show. Less gear, more beer. The Trail Show is back. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at The Trail Show and on Twitter at Trail Show. That song you just enjoyed was Trails to Your Grave by A Long Slow Drift. Big thanks to Woodward for letting us play some of his music tonight. You can listen to all his songs at SoundCloud.com, A Long Slow Drift. We got to talk about some McDoubles. 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 We had a, a listener that clued us into a great piece of video, about yes. 13 minutes worth. Now, did the listener make the video? The listener did not make the video. Okay. He actually just kind of sent us a link and said, this should make for good fodder on next month's show. And I actually saw it. I didn't click it. Like a week later, I saw it again. I was like, ah, I'll just, I'll give it 30 seconds. And 13 minutes later, I finished the entire clip. This was a compelling piece of video. About a man on the PCT right man now. on the PCT. His trail name is Pretty Boy. Yep. He... Well-deserved trail name. Yes. Well-deserved trail sure. name. Well-deserved. The, 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 the clip takes place just south of Shasta. Yes. Yeah. And he came up with this idea of doing a 90-mile stretch near Mount Shasta on the PCT with only eating McDoubles. Now, nothing just, but now, McDoubles. Just in nothing case but people don't know what a McDouble is, I believe it is a double cheeseburger from McDonald's. I think that it's two correct. patties, one cheese, isn't it? I believe it's two cheeses as well. Yeah, there's I, definitely two patties. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know if it's like that kind where there's that third bun in the center. No, I don't no, think no, it no. is. No, but two yeah, it's, all it's beef definitely, patties, it's definitely two sauce, beef, lettuce, two cheese. Beef, I'm pretty sure two Honest cheese. Yeah. Now, okay. i tell you what. Let's go to a clip first, and then let's discuss okay. what it means to walk 90 miles and only eat 27 McDoubles along the way. Yeah. 27 McDoubles. By the way, all that background noise you hear in the first part of this clip is actually the background noise of a McDonald's restaurant. So let's continue. Can I get to Shasta, 90 miles, on McDoubles? Man, look how dirty my hands are. Should probably wash these before I eat french fries. Day two. It's beginning. I'm still in one piece. The bears didn't smell the hamburgers. 
I could smell the hamburgers all night. This is dangerous. I'm really hoping the preservatives kick in and I don't even know what that means, but I, I hope the hamburgers stop smelling like hamburgers. I'm going to have two hamburgers now and then I'm going to start hiking. The burgers were hanging up on a tree over there. All right, that, that's just a little snippet of what you're going to experience when you watch this 13-minute clip from our good friend Zach Pretty Boy Rotondo, who walked 90 miles near Mount Shasta on the PCT, and he only ate 27 McDoubles. Now, what he did is he went into Bernie, the town of Bernie, that is, which is near Bernie Falls State Park, big landmark on the PCT. There's a McDonald's there. And he gets into this in the video. He talked to some other hikers about this idea. And somehow they came up with the number 27. And I still don't know. D'Lo suggested maybe it was three 30-mile days and yeah. that you would nine, have nine McDoubles, nine McDoubles per day. day. I, but the math didn't work out that way because I think he spent four days walking this stretch. So I don't quite know the well, I mean, 90. Was it three and he arrived on the fourth. I think it was Yeah, I think it was three and a little bit. But every time... He talks about the McDoubles on the video. He has two McDoubles at a time. Well, I, I think yeah, he but just there's also a couple points where he's like, "I had two for dinner," and then like he's like, uh, "Oh, last night uh, I ended up having another McDouble before I went to bed." <laughs> so yeah. Like, so he was like, "Oh, I had two, I had two McDoubles." <laughs> so he gets on. He's like, oh, "I had two McDoubles for dinner just now," and then yeah. and the next thing is him like, "Oh, I had another one last night." So like sometimes he throws in like the odd one, you know. But yeah. it seems like, yeah, his thing was two McDoubles. I just had two McDoubles for breakfast, and now I'm going to keep hiking. So that's actually four quarter-pound patties or, right. or one pound of, of beef before yeah. it's cooked. Now, now he, let me he, ask you the answer. Also, I think uh, I want to say one thing. that yeah. he, he mentioned that he really felt like it was a, a good uh, and underappreciated uh, hiking superfood and that he thought they were terrible for regular life. Right. But that for hiking, it was like a superfood, and, and that he really felt like it had staying power. Like he would eat a couple of them, and he wouldn't get hungry as, as quickly as he would with, like, other foods. Before we move on, let's talk about that. Let's talk about what sort of nutrition does a McDouble bring to the table. So first of all, you've got a white bun, which has some very, like, quickly consumed carbs. So that yeah. probably, like, spikes the sugar. It's like, yeah. feel Boom. that pretty quick, right? It's like, well, bam, ah. Yeah. <laughs> what, how how does that go, dude? Ah, ah. Right, that 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 fluffy white bum. That's a lot of wabam odds, uh, but please continue. Wabam ah, and uh, you know, so that that bun kicks in first, right? You feel that bun, you're like, yeah, I'm living, I'm feeling, I'm up, right? All of a sudden, you know, you've got that like greasy burger that's just like comes in slow you know it's like it's got fat it's got protein it's got extra grease to keep you satiated so that kind of satiated that that's working in and you got the cheese you got a little protein and calcium and strongness in the cheese you know so it, i i really think that our boy pretty boy abstain from any sort of vegetables which might not have lasted. So he was just well, going well, for... I wonder, I mean, there might have been pickles on there. There yeah. could be a, yeah, could be a few know. pickles. We don't know. He, and, you know, it, at one point he kind of mentioned that, uh, and, and it was after like a couple of days, I think, they'd sort of 
started to compress a bit, you know, and like get a little. T- <laughs> they, they were really just more like a, a like one a piece meal than like two. <laughs> yeah, you know, it looks like a McDouble bar. Yeah, you know, it had become one. Yeah, it was like an energy entity. bar. Well, at no point, beef at no and bread point, energy bar. Did yeah. he like have to choke any of these down though? No, like, no, all no. the time he was just like. Even the last one, he good, was saying, man. he's like, I think I could keep doing this. So th- the elephant in the room here, if if I can. Yeah, and you can. can okay. He was wait a minute, wait a minute. Cooked meat. Wait, wait. Four you're, days. You're doing this? I, I, I thought you were just like testing me. All right, you can. You okay, can. Go very ahead. good. He was eating cooked meat four days after the point at which it was cooked. And at no point did he get sick, ill, vomiting, nauseous, nothing. Now, something... Now, I've See, always I been think told, that right? was the challenge, right? Yeah. But because I okay. feel like the movie Super Size Me pretty much proved that, yeah, you can subsist on McDonald's. Right. Okay, so, like, the idea that he could eat just eat McDoubles, sure, yeah, why not? For, like, 90 miles, a few days, yeah, totally. But can you eat that, like, last McDouble that's not been refrigerated for four days... And, and not get sick. sick. You know, like that's the, it's not like those, the first half of the, those McDoubles, those are fine. I'm not worried right. about those sure. ones. You sure. Know? But there's so, so much salt in those and you know, that's how people used to preserve meat sure, back in I mean, the day. So yeah, maybe all the salt in there. Cause it does Plus say a hundred percent beef on that wrapper. Well, I think what no they mean is that they, is that they don't use anything other than beef, but I know, I know the additives that's, for yeah. sure. Come on now. But well, sure. he and made a point to show. On the wrapper, it says 100% all beef. No, it yeah, says 100% they use beef. Yeah, they're, they're, so they're not like using some sort of like horse meat or some other yes. like wacky thing or like that pink mm. sludge or whatever. It doesn't mean that, that the patty itself you know. is 100% beef. What it means Wait is Wait a minute. Why wouldn't meat, it mean that? The meat that is used in <laughs> the patty. Isn't that what the wrapper said? No. It means the meat that is used in the patty is beef, but there could also be... You know, Spices starches and, and you know little fillers like that. and you know, yes, that are not made of another ah, meat. Okay, I've got some information on the McDouble here. Okay, thank you. Um, two patties with one slice of cheese. Booyah! Oh, I was wrong. One slice of cheese. Step it up, McDonald's. Step it up. If you're going to really cheese. call it a McDouble, what's so double about not having double cheese? I know. Well, g- give me a break, McDonald's. Give me now. A wait break. a minute. Wait a minute, McDonald's. Mm. I am offended. Now, there's a different entry that says two patties and two slices of oh, cheese. There you go, McDonald's. No. That's the way to do it. That's how you make a McDouble. You make double cheese whoa, and whoa. double beef. Whoa, was that the double McDouble? What just happened? I, <laughs> I, it's, a little, it's a little confusing. It I'm going to have to stop at a McDonald's on the way home and find out. Yeah. It says it's a sub-$2 cheeseburger, uh, the McDouble, <laughs> two patties with one slice of cheese, and double cheeseburger, two patties. Ah, okay, here, here it is. The McDouble is two patties with one slice of cheese. However, the double cheeseburger is, is two, two patties with two, two slices, slices of cheese. Wow. So the McDouble, you only okay. get one slice of cheese. How much does the McDouble okay. cost? Yeah, I'm, uh, it's got to be a sub two dollar. Okay, so call it two. So uh, w- I mean, I wonder two. you could crunch the numbers on like because they have all the c- caloric information, right? I wonder how much. Yeah, I wonder I'm how much to, that extra I'm pulling, I'm, that extra slice of cheese gets you. And is like interns. the bun the same? You yes, know, but I think like I think the maybe? double cheeseburger is much more expensive than the McDouble. 
we've got our interns pulling this information We've got to figure out the the cost cost per calorie of of, uh, the the different Well, let's go back to the video, though. Let's go back to the video. Okay, yeah. Okay. Um, I really (laughs) like the fact that the guy is so filthy. (laughs) He was very (laughs) filthy. And and he was actually taken aback. It's interesting because it was obvious to me that he hadn't actually used the video camera function of his phone or whatever he's using. And, you know, within like 10 seconds... Of of talking about the McDouble, he sees himself in the camera screen. He's like, "Whoa, my hands are so I am filthy." And he's like, "I should probably wash these hands before I eat yeah. French fries." And he comments Hello? on it a few times during the the video too. <laughs> if you read the comments on the video as well, the, like people have commented about like, okay. "Dude, you should shower." The thing, or whatever. I, the, thing I like about, the thing I like about that, the thing I like about that is that we have all been there where oh, yeah. you're out and then you go into a town and you go to the bathroom and you look in the mirror and you're just like, "Oh my god!" I've got some or more. To wash your socks in the sink, and you're like, how much dirt can come out of these? Especially on the PCT. Oh my god! I've got some more info here. <laughs> the McDouble, two 100% pure beef patties with. And thanks again to our interns for bringing this info to me. Two oh, yeah, 100% pure beef patties with absolutely no fillers, no additives, oh, or no go. preservatives. Wow! Oh, just really? a salt. Just a pinch of salt and pepper. Big pinch. Layered with a slice of melty American cheese. And topped with tangy pickles, chopped Ooh. onions, oh, okay, so ketchup, pickles. and mustard, Bobby. All Available right. at participating <laughs> restaurants. Bobby. Now, they lay out the ingredients here. You got 100% beef patty times two. Do they give the caloric information? Oh, we're getting there. Regular bun, pasteurized processed American cheese, ketchup, Plastic. pickle slices, and onions. And there's like two wafer thin pickle slices. Eight hundred. You suppose that he like went. You calories. think it's eight hundred, Elo? I'm going to go. I'm going to go four fifty. I'm going to go eight uh, per uh, McDouble for eight, a McDouble. Yeah, oh, McDouble. Man, I'm going to say. I think you're actually about right with four fifty, but I'm going to go four eighty. Pod one dollar. I'm going to go three seventy five. Three seventy five, Delo. Do you want to? I'm you, staying with eight. Okay. Well, your internet's so slow; it's going to take a minute for our interns to actually gain this information. Oh, yeah, so, so let's pad in the meantime. Back to the video. <laughs> uh, the man was dirty. You also, know? there I mean. was there was there was a section where he's doing he's shooting his film and he's eating, and then there's this girl that shows up in the background. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and the con- that was a little curious. The contrast between him and her, like she looked so clean. Yeah, <laughs> and she, I think she's a through hiker, but she had a really nice like. You know, very cute little shirt on and everything, and her hair was all nicely braided. She was in the light, and she was put put together. (laughs) She was. Who said three seventy five? Falling apart. Beauty, you are the winner. Yeah. The the actual caloric number is three hundred ninety. Yeah. Wow. Eighteen grams of fat, twenty two grams of protein. That's actually pretty decent. Huge. And thirty four grams of carbs. Not bad. That's That's actually pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I dig it, fat, fat is good stuff for $2 hiking. $2 and carbs. 400 yeah. calories. The McDouble. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's like a four on the mag scale. <laughs> we want to thank our interns for all that great research on yeah, the Yeah, we'd like to thank McDonald's for sending over those gift certificates <laughs> no. as soon as possible. I was possible. just saying it would be really funny. I told this guy, it would be funny if we just got McDoubles tonight and sat around and ate those while we recorded. Yeah, we thought about bringing some in to the well, show, but th- there's no reason for... Normal for normal, normal people that aren't on the trail, people, yeah, to See. eat anything like that. <laughs> Are you All right, so let's that we're normal. Let's talk about that for a second. 
Okay. Because one of Pretty Boy's quotes, Pretty Boy ended this with, yeah. he, he gave a shout out to McDonald's. And Pretty Boy said, I would like to thank McDonald's for making hamburgers let the last four days in the woods without refrigeration. That wow. is amazing. The thing about that, Homeboy bought 27 McDoubles. McDoubles. Do you think they four put days on any, ago any extra condiments? I don't know. I don't think and so. And they just they, they just, just make it soggy. They yeah. did get soggy, sure, but they were edible. He no, didn't. No, no, no. Extra condiments would make it soggy. He he didn't get extra condiments. That I, weighs I too just, much. I was just answering. Beauty, you're out of here. <laughs> God, you guys. Beauty, you're out of here. Okay, I don't know, D-Lo. maybe he grabbed some extra ketchups and did them later. Yeah, we weren't. It, it's a little unclear. I don't know. The fact that these patties were still oh edible God. four days later is yes. amazing. It, it is amazing. amazing. And he oh. did not. The fact that he didn't get sick. What does this say? <laughs> what does this tell us? I, I think maybe we should. Should we get some McDoubles? We should get some McDoubles and eat them on our hikes the next hike we go. Yes, that just would be so fun. Just eat all McDoubles. We should do, just see what do happens. You suppose, Five McDoubles. Do you suppose my girlfriend w- would be okay with me just showing up hey. on Monday with like nothing but a bunch of McDoubles. <laughs> McDoubles? Four days of McDoubles? I, I think you should. Now, yeah. one of the interesting things that he so said I mean, about... She's expecting me to do the cooking. I mean, that'd be a great way for me to do it. <laughs> be like, hey, I got this all figured I got, out. I got fresh hamburgers. Rolling it. You're supposed to cook. You're like, hey, here's a cold McDouble. But that's the thing about the McDoubles is once you choke him down although our boy pretty boy never really seemed to have to choke him no, down he, loved he just him. liked him no so once you eat the mcdouble maybe two <laughs> you're not hungry that, you're was, not hungry for like three hours <laughs> but there was another that's, interesting that's piece time. at the very on the first minute of the video he actually ate something different at while he was at the mcdonald's itself yeah, nuggets yeah fries. so it, no here's what he said so he bought 27 McDoubles, but he also had a meal while he was at McDonald's, which did not involve McDoubles. He said, I, I just ate chicken nuggets, french fries, and a coffee. Like, who the f*** <laughs> orders a coffee with nuggets and Why fries? Why You're hiking out. I, Are you kidding I ordered me? A, I ordered a, uh, you would a order? coffee. Well, when I, went, when I hit the Cajon Pass McDonald's, I ordered the yeah. entire dollar menu. And uh, and then I I don't remember if the coffee was actually on the dollar menu or not, but I I definitely got a coffee. No kidding. Yeah, with I would f- get a coffee, not a coke, and an ice cream what? and everything else. You'd, yeah. you'd you'd get a coffee with your main meal. True. Oh yeah, yeah you got to uh, hike out afterwards. You got to counterbalance all that exactly, gross dude. stuff you're putting in your stomach. Or maybe he had the I maybe he had the coffee after caffeine, the main meal. Me like he that. had his main meal mm. and then he had his coffee. Yeah, and then why he not? Went back and ordered his twenty like seven. Take uh, take a caffeine pill and wash it down with a coffee. If it's breakfast, yeah, I can see having a coffee with breakfast. But you're gonna have your your lunch or your dinner meal with coffee. Come on, on trail, I would definitely yeah. do that. That all sounds great. How about a caffeine pill and a soda? No soda. Uh, no, soda is just all sugar. I maybe, want the, maybe I just a root want the beer, caffeine, but, man. Yeah. It's like it, it, real quick sidebar. Yeah. The the Cajon Pass McDonald's in 04, I was you know, it's a point four mile side trail from the PCT to the McDonald's. We were walking to the McDonald's. The onion uh, of uh ice cube fame. Has it, had pre- he just <laughs> taken all the ice from the McDonald's? <laughs> no, no, no. Oddly enough, that's not what happened. Uh he he was coming the other direction. He had just come from McDonald's, and when we encountered the onion, he told us he's like, "Hey, I just threw up uh, a little bit up the road. Just just watch out." He, he did, he <laughs> was, I'm not kidding you. He, he he was concerned that we might like step on it. So oh, that's I, so I just, thoughtful. I just want to like throw that. Is that the same onion? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's our boy. Wow. One quick thing I wanted to mention on the website. 
<laughs> you know, we need to explore this as, as thoroughly as we can. So McDonald's gives a list of items that the McDouble goes with, and they mentioned the... the oh, that it would pair nicely yeah, with you. Yeah, pair nicely uh, with... Uh, world famous fries. It would pair nicely with Coca-Cola or Diet Coca-Cola. Mm. Uh, they also, Interesting. oddly Interesting. enough, to, to validate you guys, they say it would pair well with McCafe coffee. Yes. Wow, no. Excuse me, Mr. McCafe. McDonald's employee. Can I speak to your sommelier to see what my meal would pair uh, with? I'd like to uh, examine your coffee list. And, they uh, they and also recommend a side salad. A side oh, salad. Yes. And finally, the McChicken. I'll just have a side so, <laughs> so maybe <laughs> if you really want to go maybe balls just, to the wall. Maybe walls. he just went into the McDonald's and he was just like, I'll have whatever the chef is serving. <laughs> no, he said, what does 27 McDoubles pair well with? They were like chicken nuggets, french fries, and a and, coffee. And a roll of teepee from the bathroom. <laughs> All right. Good Lord. I need to whack the vacuum tubes. Yeah. I don't even know. We need know. to move on. We're, yeah. yeah we, we've, anyway, we're going to post a link to the McDoubles clip. We encourage you to watch it multiple times, preferably at your place of work. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and, on the clock. and go out on the trail and eat some McDoubles and see how it works for you. All right. And with that, it's time for Ask a Hiker with Mike DiLorenzo. <laughs> Slash she hiker. Queuing up the music now. <laughs> well, tonight on Ask a Hiker, we have two, maybe three questions. The first one comes from Junko, live from the PCT. Junko says... Dearest Dilo, discovered your show after having it recommended to me by fellow PCT through hikers, and I'm loving it. Are you okay, P.O.D.? Yeah, I was just working off a sneeze. Okay, good. <laughs> I've got a question for you for your Ask a Hiker segment okay. tonight. As I've got more and more light in the gear I carry while hiking, I've cut down on my first aid over time and now carry no dedicated first aid supplies. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Not at all. In 5,000 miles of hiking, I've never needed them. I've only had minor scrapes and cuts which just wash out with water and leave exposed. My plan is to avoid accidents, but if that fails, improvise with my gear to address the issue. I also think the basic first aid kits most people carry would be insufficient to deal with any serious issue. And Junko asks... Is this approach smart or foolish? Thanks. Oh, boy. Ooh. I, I, le- yeah. Legal at the trail show is having a heart attack right now about that. So I, I'm pretty lightweight with my first aid stuff. And, and yeah, like you're not going to be able to treat anything serious no. out there. But I do think it's smart to at least carry a few things for being able to do a boo-boo kit and, and having <laughs> yeah. a... No, really. I mean, like, yeah. scrapes, burns, and things like that can get infected is the thing. Yeah. And, like, yeah, you can go ahead and wash them out. But, honestly, like, a little triple antibiotic ointment, Neosporin, something like that. It, and they come, in, they come in those little, like, single-serve yeah. pouches or whatever. I usually carry at least one of those with me. All right. Me. So what's in your first aid kit? Neosporin, I, needle, dental yep. floss. A yep. needle for popping blisters? Or for sewing yourself up. Sewing yep. yourself up. Okay. That's um, what the dental yeah. floss is Neosporin, dental floss. A mini dropper bottle of rubbing alcohol. Oh. I also carry some drugs. Um, yeah, I, I, like to carry, uh, I like to carry some heavy painkillers. I huh. have, yeah, I have a... Yeah, I have uh, some cyclobenzaprine, which is a heavy muscle relaxer. That's a nice one to have, And yeah. tramadol. 
Uh, is that the anti-nausea? No, that's no. just a straight-up painkiller. Oh, okay. And my thought on that is that n- neither one of those things could fix something. But no, it, but it makes. But you if you were in a lot of pain, or someone were in a lot, a lot of pain, then you know maybe it just gets them through the night or whatever until help arrives. You yeah, know? or in some cases allows you to at least be able to push through enough to be able to get yeah. you into a self-rescue situation. Yeah. All right, you know, so or, or into a place where drugs. you can so be rescued. Basically, you know. the trail show legal department would discourage you from stepping out into the woods without a first aid kit. He's got you know, the alcohol dropper. One of the things that, that blows me away every time I've done a shakedown on somebody's pack that has like a ridiculous med kit is how much stuff is in the med kit that they have no idea what it is or how to use it. So, I mean, regardless of what you're carrying, like, know how to use it. Yeah, for sure. And real quickly, I, I just throw in a... A plug. They're not an advertiser, but I think the best discussion I've ever seen for first aid kits and that sort of thing as it relates to lightweight, long-distance hiking is, um, so a lot of folks are familiar with backpackinglight.com. So Ryan Jordan put out a book a couple years back called Lightweight Backpacking and Camping, a field guide to wilderness equipment, technique, and style. And there's a whole chapter in there devoted to first aid kits and the such for lightweight hikers. And I highly recommend, you know, borrow your buddy's book, go check it out at the library, do what you have to do. But if you want to like really get into what you should consider taking on long hikes or even day hikes, check out the chapter on first aid kits in that book. What about trauma's book? Does that have a first aid section? Oh, I'm sure it does. That little pocket guy. Yeah. That you put Trail- oh, the, the pocket yeah, guy. Trail yeah. tested. No, not trail tested. That was actually like a full, yeah, that a was full book. Yeah. I forgot the name of it. We'll but post a link to okay. that too. Yeah, Traumas. I know there's a whole chapter on cool knot tying. Well, that ain't going to help you if no, you no. I know your that. Leg, I'm just saying. Uh, so. Real quickly, I just got a message from our legal team. They wanted us to remind folks that we are not medical professionals, and that people oh, should God. seek out their own medical advice on what they should carry on the trail. I, I don't know. It just came in over the wire. It's kind of odd. How mm-hmm. did they even know? How did they even wait, know we were wait, talking I think, about I think this? basically you want to say that I am not a doctor, nor do I play one on the internet. Boom, bam. Okay. Question number two. That's right. We're still on Ask a Hiker tonight, oh, ladies and gentlemen. Man. Whoa. We're going to have like a three-hour show. Oh, yeah. Oh, Could yeah. be a record. I thought it'd be done quicker than this, but it's not going to be. So here it is. Question number two on Ask a Hiker. Let's see what they have to ask us. (laughs) There was a time that I misplaced my spork. And so I carved a spoon out of a branch. I later found my spork in a side pocket of my pack. I still have the wooden spoon, though. Have any of you had a similar experience of losing something on the trail and making something? Huh. That's a that's a or excellent question. Or using something else, or using something else okay. in its place. Okay, there it is, and that is from Jason Stephen Jackson. Oh, the three name person. Okay, yeah. um, <laughs> I don't know that I've ever made anything on trail, but I have used my credit card as a spoon. Yeah, before. I was about to say, like I, I've I've actually know some hikers that don't carry a spoon or spork or fork or any utensil in lieu of. Actually, eating with a credit card or a driver's license. I've made really? now. I'm not that hardcore, you know. I, I'm a sport guy personally, but right. uh, a credit card I'm, or I'm, I'm a long-handled spoon. 
Okay. I was, I was a sport Beauty guy for a long time, but uh, you but can't oh, even dude, why did you switch why from did, the sport? I'm I got so tired, anti -sport. I got tired of getting my anti-sport. So here's the thing: I never found sport. any any more. use for the stabbing utility exactly. of, 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 of a of a spork. Okay. Because like nothing that okay. I ever eat requires stabbing, and then if I'm trying to like scrape out those last like little three calories out of my pot, like. That front of the spork is useless for Gets being in the able way. Yeah. So and and I hate having to like dig down in there with all the standard sporks, and then you get like your your fingers all in your the like below the rim of your cook pot and stuff, and you got like mac and cheese on your knuckles. I feel D like so. spork or spoon. I use a spoon. I've never oh, used I'm the a only spork. spork guy. I and I was wondering why other Man. people use a spoon. I only just do it because that's what I've been doing. I never really thought difference between spoon or spork. Investigated or did any research on the matter. I mean, I would actually love to do a lot of research on whether, you know, the utility of a spork. And I think that's a wonderful thing. Here's what, I, here's what I'll say. In defense... <laughs> the utility of the spork. In defense of the spork, it allows liquids to run out the tines in a way that a spoon... Never be able to. I need that liquid. It's hydrating. It's part of my hydration plan. I don't care for the liquid. <laughs> my thing. Is, my thing about the spork is that I feel like it does two things poorly. It's a terrible spoon Boo. and it's a terrible fork. Uh, that's what yeah. all you spoon totally users agree. say. <laughs> yeah, and I was. I. I, I, I you know. Listen, I still actually own sporks. I'm not like anti-spork. For, anti. for, anti for myself, you're anti-spork. For myself, though, I think that they. That it's it's one of those deals where they want to sell you a feature that's useless. Yep, you've. You drank the Kool-Aid. You're anti-spork <laughs> I know you hate sporks. I can see it in every fiber of your being. All right, I hate them. I hate them all. They're I so terrible. I They're not useful. Don't. They're just terrible. Silence! Silence! <laughs> Silence. But I have one that has Star Trek stuff on it. So, I mean, like, how can you I get rid of that? You have a spork with Star Trek? Yeah, my girlfriend got it, it for me. It's totally rad. Oh, no, keep it if she got That's nice. It's totally cool. <laughs> I mean, and, like, occasionally, like... Just I use it know. at home. Yeah. Hey, have any of you made anything on the trail? I've made, Other than, so, I've made you know? so many alcohol stills. Silence! funny. <laughs> wow. Was that God? So alcohol stills are the things that we've on made the on trail? trails. Yeah, I've ma I made one on the side of the road outside of uh, Sierra City once. Uh, Why? An did alcohol stove? Did you need sure. one? Or out of forest materials? No, out of PBR well, That's what he's boys. talking about, making it out of forest materials. Oh, out well, of forest is, he, materials? is he talking about that? Yes. Or is he just manufacturing physical objects on the trail that you were later reuse. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about you had to you know carve I mean? something out of wood or yeah. we're talking about you I just don't had know, to like something I don't know. You something. guys heard as much uh, as I heard. Dilo in his cups. Dilo, how many bongs have you made out on the <laughs> I, I've made a couple of apple bongs. Actually, none of this is true. I've never made a bong on the trail. <laughs> <laughs> really Next question. Next That's question. It. Oh, wait, wait. There's one more here. Oh, okay. What about all the Facebook questions we received as Facebook messages? Triple question mark. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. Zelo, POD, can someone speak to that? <laughs> I copied and pasted a ton of stuff on the Google Doc, and it's not here. Last time I logged into our Facebook account, which was like a couple days ago, I saw like, you know, two dozen <laughs> messages lined up with various Ask Iker questions. This is not my wheelhouse. I don't know what the questions are. Those, okay, were, the, so I, those were the two that I, I didn't chose. know we had a Facebook account. Right. Oh, yeah. so. We still need to send you all. Yeah. Because I, I just found out I have an email. Because so if, I, he, if he knew, he would check it all the time, I'm sure. Probably not. I, I mean, in my defense, I really don't have access to anything. 
except for the do- Google Doc, but I okay. totally have never logged into it except for like once. <laughs> That's all right. We'll we'll get to those questions. I think we've covered some of them, but we'll get to them. But I do have an. Yeah, ask we're going to do a special episode with just. I have an ask a she hiker. Wait. Okay, team. I finally finished all the shows after just over a year. Is there an SKT? Wow, slow that's no slow. That's for very binge slow. listening to all the episodes, I should get that. Just like it makes me want to cry when I'm leaving a campsite and have to tear down camp and put my tent and sleeping bag away, it makes me borderline depressed when I finish a show. However. I've got to say, my favorite segment by far is what I like to call the wrap-up wrap-out. It didn't happen for a few episodes recently, but now it's back. Makes for one more great <laughs> laugh before that sadness kicks in at the end of the show. Anyway, for my questions, I've got two. One regular and one ask a she-hiker. So I'm going to table her regular question, which is about hiking with a dog. Okay. Um, because that'll take some time to talk about, I think. And, and none of us have... Dogs. I do. Oh, you I used to well, have this a dog. episode's right, yeah. been pretty short so far. I so think you should <laughs> hike with your dog through everything. Wait, the wilderness why, don't, off leash. why don't we uh, call Whitney Allgood LaRufa? We really should. Quick yeah, yeah no, no, I'm, I'm all for tabor- tabling that yeah. for later. So That's, I, I uh, did hike the Colorado Trail with Gimpy, so I do have some experience. But I, okay, I, I am like both pro and con. That so. could be a whole bonus show of just dog. Yeah, for sure. But we have to have people on the show who know dogs. Well, you know dogs. I do. I, Disco, do you know dogs? I don't. No, you no. never. You never really bonded with Gimpy. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, but not I, like I never hiked long distances with Gimpy. Uh-huh. Yeah, I've never it, done it. I've I've done like day hikes with dogs, and I've had them like wear backpacks and stuff. Yeah, but yeah. never, never like. Yeah, so we'll table that. and We'll get to it. Okay. The we'll she- do a whole episode. Yeah. The she hike. The she hiker <laughs> question is this. Okay, go. But what about boob sweat? Whoa. (laughs) It's a problem, and it's bothersome, and I just want it to go away. I'm sure fellas have this problem in other areas, but I really need help. Let me see if there's more on the back of this page. Boob sweat. Yes. If you will. Thanks for letting me feel like I'm on in on your shenanigans. Listening to the trail show feels like I'm watching my friends go slowly downhill on a good night, D-Lo. Hilarious, pretty entertaining, and kind of a by the end of the night. Yes, it is. <laughs> Emily from Ventura. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't have that problem. Well, are you so, better than her? No, because I have very small boobs. So. Oh, so it's a size issue. It is a size issue. I mean, I do get boob sweat, but it's not a big deal because, you know. I don't have big boobs, but if you have large breasticles, which you like pressing together, so what exactly is boob sweat? Because like basically, is it the under boob? Yeah, no, I think the bigger issue is between the two boobs. Uh, So is it like a rubbing issue? Yeah, I don't really have cleavage, so it's not an issue for me. What? Okay, is it like a rubbing issue? Like it gets too sweaty, and then like it can be a rubbing issue. I think it's more it's it's uncomfortable more than anything. It's just like gross. So it's like all day long you got the sweat in your boobs under your boobs. Well, if she has a gentleman hiking partner and and she made him just carry like a bunch of wet wipes, (laughs) yeah, I I see like a a a quid pro quo kind of a deal here. You know, <laughs> the P- first probably not, the first thing that came to my mind was the anti monkey butt powder. Oh, because yeah. it's a yeah. similar, and I do have that problem because although I have not been endowed with large breast cleavage, I do have a big old Mexican butt. So now, now what about bacon grease? That would also work. Maybe mix in some kale. <laughs> Didn't we talk about <laughs> on a previous show? Yes, D-Lo? a long time ago. <laughs> somebody some brought that's my attention in this week's letters. Yeah. Do, do you suppose and like smearing anti-perspirant <laughs> would work? Um, 
I mean, perhaps. I think it's it's a wetness issue, right? Now, what about so, a, like a credit card swipe? All right, so we got to tone down the wetness a, in a the wicking cleavage bra, between the a wicking sports bra. I the don't know. Sweat. The, wicking boobs, the wicking bra doesn't get between the breasts. So uh, it, it needs like a flap. I think you know, we like answered a, this a, a one. A mid-boob flap. Yeah. I think it's been answered. It's right, bacon so, grease. So let's edit out the <laughs> mid-boob flap. We can email her, but I need to trademark that before we... Uh, okay. The but I actually think that maybe some of those powders, like Gold Bond or Anti-Monkey yeah. Butt Powder, because it's, it's dealing with a similar issue where you're getting this moist and sweating between two bulging pieces of skin. So maybe try that. I don't know. Yeah, baby maybe powder, talcum powder. Powder, man. Powder. powder. Where it's powder. Just like powder. go crazy with powders. You know yep. what you should do is you should <laughs> you should get like 17 different powders. Try them all Experiment up. with all 17 of them. Take then, notes. Then, put the data then, in Excel. Then put, <laughs> then put y- together your own like special blend of all of the 17 of them in different proportions. And then, and then you should then you should sell that as like anti boob sweat for yeah. like anti monkey boob. Yeah, anti monkey boob. And then please give me two percent. Partner now, with the Trail Show and sell your anti monkey boob powder at yogurt shops. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I actually think you're right with the powder. I think that's the way to go. It, it definitely works for me. I don't get the monkey butt so much as my problem is uh, like very upper inner thigh sometimes. Yeah. Um, I'll get like that th- that thigh rub going on, mm. and uh, and it's not actually my thighs rubbing. What it is is like my shorts or whatever yeah. else it is, like my pants or shorts that are sort yeah. of like right between, and it's just enough friction, you know, like with each step yeah, that like I've eventually that kind of yeah, and it's it, it gets Super like really kind of stingy uh, and yes. stuff. Yeah, so oh, I just got the well, chills and, but I've it. always found that like. Some sort of powder, and I've uh, I've also had a little bit of success with uh, like body glide. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. But this is part but, of the but reason powders I, work really well. This is part of the reason that I wear a skirt because I I've got you know the lady thighs with the the, yeah. the, the chub rub and and I've tried to wear pants different times and I always get this terrible chafing and the mm. only thing I can think to do is like hike them way up so they're like yeah. you know mom jeans. Yeah. Now what about like. Uh, Ajax, Comet, or say Red Devil Live for the powder. <laughs> could could we use any of those products? I don't think so. Okay, just checking. I, I think mean, that would there's be a lot of different powders out there. I'm just curious. What kind of know. powders I wonder are we if, recommending uh, I wonder tonight. if like yeah. Bag Balm or something like that bag might... Yeah. Uh, bag Balm, you know, dude, Bag Balm. Bag or some, I guess in summary, we've got a few avenues to, to pursue, right? We've got powders. powders. There's a variety of powders. powders. You've got like maybe generic. modify your sports bra with like a mid-boob flap of some sort of like... You trademark know, wicking sorbent yeah. material and then again yeah trademark that and give me two percent uh same thing with the powder thing uh and then uh body glide sports slick yeah yeah bag bomb so and then yeah please let us know well, how things yeah, go bag bomb would actually be appropriate right because it's i designed think so but it's for it's, it's for boobs it's wait, well, wait, wait, wait. Dilo, what's it, it is well it's it's for for nipples more specifically right yeah I but mean, it was like, originally you know, designed yeah. for udders yeah. yeah, bag bomb for like milking bag bomb. <laughs> oh my bag god! Bomb. Yeah, but I think you'd want some powder and then some bag bomb. You know, you okay. need to dry that man. It needs to be dry. This this the rubbing skin needs to dry and then be lubricated. And I would also suggest trying to get some sun on those babies once a day. Just yeah, like man. Yeah. free the ladies. You know, spread the boobs apart. Get some sun in there. Dry it out. Yeah. I guess you could also take like a pack towel <laughs> and sort of like put it between the cleavage. You know. Please, please wipe those little compressible coin towels. Please wipe like one of those down in there. Yeah, for sure. 
You still got a gear oh review. God, I forgot about the gear review. We got a gear review. Yeah, but you so know, we got to rock out first, right? Oh, let's totally oh, rock yeah. out. I'm so ready to rock out. Uh, 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 yeah. Uh, All right, man. So we're, we're initiating a new era of the gear review this month. Uh, special take it away. Yeah, so you know, we we do get some uh, some letters here and there that actually do want to talk about gear. You know, they uh, they'd like to learn a little something, uh, and and fair enough. And I I thought, well, if we're going to talk about gear and do gear reviews, we really need to start with the fundamentals of At the gear. basics, just the beginning, the basics from yeah. the ground up. You know, literally, the from ground. the ground up. Okay. And what's the ground? <laughs> Tent stakes. That's right. Sure. Tent stakes are where the ground is, all right? Before you even get your sleeping bag out, you're talking about tent stakes. Before you, you, you can put anything in your backpack, you're talking about tent stakes. Always. That's always we Tent stakes Good is, point. <laughs> and, and, Good point. And, 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 you know, I've got, I, was talking about I don't know about you guys, <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but I have, like, uh, several different tent stakes that oh, I yeah. carry with sure. me. And they have, like, different functions and different uses, and there's, like, a, a lot of nuance and a lot of, of depth within just the basics of tent stakes. Wow. So if we're really going to do gear reviews, let's do it right for our listeners. I think we owe it to them to, to really do gear reviews and properly. For, okay, yeah. hold on. Bring, the Bring in the music. Bring in the music really quick. Okay. Just really quick. Oh, Bring you mean music. this music? Yeah, just for, just for a minute. Hold on. Okay, okay. Bring it down. Bring it down. down. Back to special. Okay, go. Oh. Sorry, we just what? we just had to like take it out and then like, take it back yeah. in. Yeah, it was yeah. just like so like Whoa. so bringing it back in. Like yeah, yeah. we're gonna go to ahead and do re- gear reviews. People just get get with the program. All right. Yeah, we're doing so gear like, reviews. So like if you don't like that part of the program, you can always fast forward past it. Don't like, do it though. Some, You're gonna some, miss some listeners like it. So we're gonna go ahead and do it for them. Vital and, information. And, and, sen- and since we're gonna do it, we're gonna do it in depth, people. Yeah. We're doing, yeah. So tonight's first gear review is your standard came with your Walmart tent and is already bent and is already bent. <laughs> after the first <laughs> use. So this is this is a tent stake that has a uh, hexagonal cross section. Um, oh, so it is it's made. It's a hexagonal it prism. It is made of lightweight aluminum. It has a diameter roughly uh, 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 three quarters. We don't inch. we don't have any calipers, yeah, so we can't we, tell uh, you the for caliper, sure. But but like just you know just judging by feel and and eye, it's it's about like half to maybe three quarters of an inch diameter um, across the 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 larger diameter. So that's not face to face. That's like point to point. Right, right, corner to corner. Yeah, corner to corner. So uh, and then it does have a nice point. But this one's this this actual one that we're looking at is got a little bit of denting on the tip, uh, and it's definitely seen a little bit of bending. It, it uses the uh, the classic shepherd's hook technique. Oh yeah, uh, shepherd's so hook, ladies and gentlemen. Shepherd's yeah, hook. which is tried and true. There are a lot of great things Hashtag about a shepherd's, shepherd's hook. hook. Uh, the problem with the shepherd's hook, of course, is if you don't put it in at the right angle, it's actually just going to like flip around on you. That's flipping. Uh, and and I then, hate the flip. And, yeah, yeah, man. When that and when that shepherd's hook flips, oh, dude, oh. That in the rain, crazy. In the, when it flips in the <laughs> rain, of course, of course, because you're you crying know. the blues. So and, the uh, and, and then you file the divorce papers. And, and, and well, Wait, while this what? is a, a great introductory uh, uh, tent stake, it's re- it's really just that, um, and it's something that you're going to want to upgrade on on any tent Pretty that quick. comes Why? with this Why? type What's of. What's wrong with quickly. the shepherd's hook, man? Well, as exhibited by this <laughs> this one that we're actually uh, using as our demonstration, and we'll post a photo of this. We will post a photo. This one's already got a bend in it, and this a is, uh, it, I mean, judging what by use? judging by the uh, yeah the tip, it it really hasn't been used much at all. It's, it's must be Delos then. Yeah, I mean, so 
<laughs> really, really, it's, wow. it's, it's, it's perfectly fine since it comes with the tent. But really, th- this is something you're going to want to upgrade, people. Okay. And that's our, uh, that's our gear review. All right. Review of the month. Wow. The, okay, so we're going to – so next month we're going to dive into this tent stake thing a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, we've got – we've so got, much uh, more to cover. There and, are plenty and, oh, of tent it's stakes. It's incredible. Yeah. Please send yeah, us your tent stake well. questions. We'd love to answer them. You know, and if you've got a favorite tent stake, why don't you go ahead and send us one? Photos. Uh, or or send us a no photo. Way. Just Dilo. put your tent stake in the mail and no. send it no. directly to us. Just send, send it directly it to, to Mike DiLorenzo. <laughs> That's Baller, right. Colorado. Send your tent stake to us. We would love to have your tent stakes. We really need to compare them in person. We need to feel them between our fingers in order to make adequate judgments about whether your tent stake is safe. And we will get some cal- Calipers, people, we man. apologize for falling short yes. on that. We'll get some calipers so we can do this right next and time. And we're gonna start. We're gonna start. Just, just, you know, letting people know measurements in millimeters. Millimeters, exactly. Because <laughs> this whole, yeah, I'm totally. Because yeah. we need to be that much more exact about your tent stakes. So check Science it out next month people. on the trail show. We're gonna be doing tent stake measurements in millimeters. Oh yeah! <laughs> is it that time? It, it is. is that time. Oh, I love that time. Thank God. <laughs> thanks to everyone for tuning in today. Oh God! A big thanks to Mr. G for skyping with us and schooling us on the West Highland Way. Yeah, totally Fantastic. cool. And of course, thanks a million to all our PayPal donors. Yes. You can always find us at thetrailshow.com, at twitter.com/slash/trailshow, on Facebook and Instagram at The Trail Show on Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and, of course, on iTunes. We're all over Twitter. I'm at L-A-W-T-O-N-G. D-Lo is at D-L-O-W. P-O-D is at Felicia Darkness. Special is at Junaid Daoud. Mr. G is at Hipster Hobbit. Yes, he yes, is. Yes, he's there. Oh. Another trail show has come and gone, but don't despair. We'll be back next month with more beers, trails, and nonsense. Until then... For the Princess of Darkness, D'Lo, and Special, I'm Disco. Ciao. Ciao, 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 ciao. Ciao, 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 ciao. Ciao, 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 ciao. Sweat. Boob. Sweat. Highland. But really, like, there'd be plenty of dudes just willing to wipe those boobs. Doubles. And Mick. Doubles. Craig Gully. Thank you for the beer. Quality. No, what a guy. Oh, hey, and shameless, hey, the, the hat is in the mail. That's right. Orange Hatch for Did everybody sign it? Did everybody get a chance to sign it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah all right. Excellent. Longest all right. trail all right. show ever. Oh, Longest yeah. trail show <laughs> ever. Orange Hatch, ever. man. Orange Hatch. Orin Hatch is actually a big fan of the show. I know. He, yeah. He's going to call in next month, he told he me. He is. He either, talk. Right after his lawyer. Either you're an Ida Prude or you're an Ida Nude. But either way, you better have some attitude. The devil's beating his wife. Every time I start a through hike, I feel like total disaster for like the first three weeks. Oh, it's Mill Guy! Bag bomb!